0: This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors.
1: 93.3 WMMR, audio on demand, presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano.
0: Today is Wednesday. It's November 10th. Good morning, Kathy
2: good morning so you guys are gonna have to bear with me this okay. morning okay. Um, my computer is frozen and I can't scroll down so uh, we're gonna get parts of the stories oh wow okay I'm okay. oh,
3: sorry. <laughs> My Atari isn't working
4: right. (laughs) Partial news this morning. So, uh,
2: in partial news this morning, Philadelphia police say a man was gunned down inside Center City's Love Park on Tuesday night. It happened just before 9pm near 15th Street and JFK Boulevard. According to Chief Inspector Scott Small, an officer was nearby when the gunfire erupted just a short distance away from from City Hall. Soon after, the officers found a 29-year-old man who was shot at least once. He was transported to an area hospital and later pronounced dead. Small says at least two shots were fired in the heart of the city that is normally bustling with foot and vehicular traffic. Officers um, blocked off the area of the park where construction for the annual Christmas Village was underway. Police Mm. say there were people walking nearby when the gunfire rang out, but no one else was injured. A witness told police that a suspect wearing all dark clothing got into a dark-colored Jeep following the shooting. The vehicle was last seen traveling west on JFK Boulevard towards 16th Street. Police say the Jeep may have had green wheels, green lights, and possibly coming from uh, a green light possibly coming from the front of the vehicle with green trim as well. If you have any information, you're asked to contact police.
3: Tonight on the nightly news, the Mad Libs version. (laughs) Yeah. An explosion occurred outside of a noun.
2: Um, and so now I don't have um, any access to uh, what I prepared. So we're just going to huh? go to 6abc.com and we're going to uh, okay. we're going to go from there.
5: That's what a true newswoman does. Pivot. Yeah.
2: Right. Exactly. Uh, and Preston, I picked this story for you because uh, a massive fire at a junkyard in southwest Philadelphia Dude. is under control this morning. But they're saying that it smells like burnt rubber. <laughs> oh.
6: <laughs> Teresa.
2: So oh. thick smoke was seen. One
3: man on the scene was spotted with a huge bone. <laughs> <laughs> A huge
0: noun.
2: Firefighters were called about three I'm PM you,
0: it to was- the- so
3: Terrible. strange
2: that it
0: smelled like that. I hey, mean, go
2: back, maybe it'll take you back to your childhood. I don't want to. No. I
0: hated her. Yeah, it was so. early in childhood, a... by the way, Kathy. <laughs> yeah. He was not a child. You were
5: no. In your teens, I right? in... no, I was in my twenties. Oh. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
7: 20s,
5: Yeah, it was a source <laughs> of pain and misery. No matter how good the
0: tukey yeah, was, she was a teenager. Yeah. No, I'm
6: kidding. Oh,
5: oh,
2: All right, moving we on. Firefighters were to school around three p.m. to the junkyard located along the 3100 block of South 61st Street near Limburg Boulevard in Southwest Philadelphia. Hundreds of tires could be seen adding. To the fire officials said the junkyard is used to recycle big items, including large pieces of wood and other materials.
0: You know, I need to know that I'm not alone. I want to see if anybody, anybody else? else has ever had uh, yeah. a girl whose nether region smelled like burning rubber. You know, <laughs> I just revived, experienced the one and only woman <clears throat> that had that bizarre. Whatever you want to call it. And it was a thing,
5: and yep. uh, you remembered it clearly. And uh, yep. There has to be. Yep.
2: Uh, officials <laughs> Officials said it started with uh, small fires and several piles of Tonight on the
3: news, we put a call out for any <laughs> man who's oh ever encountered oh a woman my God. whose private parts smell like a burning tire. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: officials Call said, our it,
3: news line.
2: said it started with small fires in several piles of debris that were at least six stories high. Crews were forced wow. to keep a safe distance while spraying water and foam due to the intensity of the flames and it took them about two and a half hours to get the fire under control.
5: Junkyard fires oh, and man. like tire uh, you know yes. uh, junkyard uh, deals are always incredibly, from what I understand incredibly hot
0: and almost impossible to put out. Dude, and just the word putrid comes yeah. to yeah. mind. I mean, th- and that's you think about the the carcinogens, the the just the yeah. pollution God. in the air after something Th- like that. Did
8: you see what like some of the cars in South Philly looked like? It had been snowing. Like, the no, ash, the ash. Ash, oh. ash was raining down on them. Yeah, oh. and, and Steve, like they were blanketed with a little thick, a uh, uh, little a little layer of this crap that's coming Ugh. out of the junkyard. It cannot be good for you. Nope.
2: During the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, Flyer star James Van Riemsdijk enrolled in a crossover intro business program for professional athletes at Harvard Business School to help prepare him for the ventures away from the rink. As my career has gone on, you've now seen we're at the age of athletes being very savvy in the sense of using their influence to be a part of brands, partner with brands to strategically help uh, them accomplish their goals, but also maybe them being more involved in getting equity deals and things like that, JVR said. Uh, Van Riemsdijk had his hand in many different business opportunities already. He's an investor and brand ambassador for Guard Lab, which develops mouth guards through 3D imaging. He also works with State and Liberty, uh, a performance fabric men's wear company. It's stuff that I would use myself because I know it helps me. I want to have a long, successful, productive career, but also it's one of those things where I can help get the word out or accomplish the goal of the company trying to grow, JVR says. He's not flaunting his accomplishment. He's staying humble and says he only owns a Harvard hoodie. He said I should wear it in the (laughs) locker room no. Just like Casey. Yeah. Just like Casey, Casey. went to Harvard. Uh, and see what the guys would say. He said he also <laughs> needs a magnet for the fridge so that his parents believe him. Uh, and I did have some information about the program. Oh, actually, I think I can uh, pull can it up here. It? Yeah. 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 Uh, so, um, built to help professional. Let me just
3: close out a Pornhub. <laughs> no, that's not
2: what
9: it is.
2: Stop it. <laughs> built to help professional athletes be better prepared for business activities during and after their active careers. Uh, the crossover interest uh, intro business program program matches athletes with a pair of Harvard Business School MBA student mentors. Uh, and then they're among the professional athletes that have attended this program uh, include, and I have to find that email from Nick because he sent that to me, uh, Jameer Nelson, uh, Mike Muscala, who went to Bucknell, uh, Mariel Hall, who went to Haddonfield, Brian Elliott, former Flyers goalie, Chris Bosch of the NBA, and Alejandro Bedoya, who plays for the union. So all of those uh, took pl- took part in the uh, business program at Harvard Business School. All right, let's see if we could do sports this morning. Hey! Giannis Antetokounmpo had 31 points and 16 rebounds. Grayson Allen wow. added 25 points and the Milwaukee Bucks beat the shorthanded Sixers 118-109 to 109 last night in South what Philly. The, f- the defending NBA champions played a day after celebrating the franchise's first title in 50 years with a trip to visit President Joe Biden at the White House. Tyrese Maxey scored 31 points for the Sixers who played without Joel, Embi- Joel Embiid for the second straight game. Embiid was one of four 76ers out due to the NBA's health and safety protocols along with Tobias Harris, Mat- uh, Matisse thigh and isaiah joe they're at home again tomorrow and play the toronto Raptors after a few days off the flyers return to the ice tonight to host the toronto maple leafs 10 games into the season the flyers are 6-2-2 and in fourth place in the metro division the puck will drop at 7 30 and in college basketball jay wright and the villanova wildcats opened their season with a win yeah. colin gillespie scored 13 points in his first game back since suffering a torn mcl in his left knee Number four, Villanova Cruz to a 91-51 win over Mount St. Mary's. Up next for the Wildcats is a game on Friday against number two, UCLA. And that's what I have for you this morning. You
0: did it. You did it. Yay! Nice work, Kathy. Excellent. Yeah. All right, so Wednesday it is indeed. We have a, let me see, secret text word today. We have a chance for you to win a uh, Clint Eastwood, a cinematic legacy on digital. What would you expect to pay for this amazing bag? Uh so I assume it's a it says a nine episode series. So that's oh, nice. cool. Yeah. Uh text word secret to three nine three three three. And we'll bounce word back to you. Ask you to call and lay with the word. Designated caller wins. We also grab a random text or so a couple different ways to win in that way. We have an appearance on Fox Good Day this morning, doing our T V thing today. Uh we also have the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Uh, Tomorrow night, Marissa is going to be at Bourbon and Branch. They're at uh, 705 North 2nd Street in Philly. And so you stop by. You have a chance to win uh, tickets to a Birds game, the Giants game, actually, uh, December 26th, day after Christmas. Very cool. Um, And also a signed uh, Dallas Goddard football as well. So uh, it's courtesy of Bud Light. And with that comes a chance for you to win some $25 gift cards. We will give those away through the course of the morning today. Guest-wise, we did two comedians on the program Sebastian Maniscalco yes who is going to be playing a Wells Fargo Center gig <laughs> it's coming a gig. up on the 24th yeah Fill yeah. that whole thing Fill the whole thing uh and then at the Sellersville Theater Paula Poundstone's going to be on Paula Poundstone her. for yeah right for yeah.
5: years So she was like with People like Carol Leifer and all uh, oh, the comedians from years ago, yeah. uh, Carolyn Ray, right? All these, all these early female comedians who really started with a lot of the legend. Like she was, Robin Williams is a big fan, or was a big fan of Paula Poundstones. It's going to be cool to talk to her. Absolutely. So
0: um, that's what we have going on. A few other things as well. So we can go ahead and take our first break. Come back in a second, and uh, we'll ask the stupid question. And uh, courtesy of Marissa Magnata oh, today. Oh, oh, oh. So, this is one she came up with. This is a very cool one. Uh, And uh, some entertainment stories run by. So, be back in just a moment. Stay with us.
4: Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self explanatory after that.
0: The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant
4: now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so stupid question this morning. Uh pair of tickets giveaway.
0: Pops, Rocks, ABBA, Mamma Mia, and more Wednesday, November 17th at the Kimmel Center. Marissa's going to be hosting that, by the way. Um, and Marissa came up with this trivia question. Amazing. There's audio uh, to play with this. Really? So I'm going to play this, and then I'm going to ask the question. Here we go. Little big, little big,
10: let me By the hair of my chinny chin
0: chin. All right, so that band is a band called Green Jello. Originally, they were called Green uh, Actually, they were called Green Jello. They had to change their name to Green Jelly.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Who is singing the falsetto part of oh. Not by the Hair on My Chinny Chin Chin? Interesting. Yes. It's a famous rock star. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's even know the answer to that. Who did the falsetto part of Not by the Hair on My Chinny Chin Chin? That's chin a good one. From the Green Jello song Three Little Pigs. Two one five two six three 263 wmmr Got a lot of birthdays to mention today on Wednesday, November 10th. We'll start with Ellen Pompeo of Grey's Anatomy. She's also in the movie Old School. Uh, she is 52 today. She has a she has a little bit role in Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, too. she does. Yeah, she's, uh, she's an airline uh, um, hostess.
5: She was recently in the news because apparently she butted heads a bit with Denzel
8: Washington, who yes. directed an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. I she's, would think that I like just by accident I would have watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy over the years because it's been on for twenty years. I've never seen any of it. I'm with them. you. Yeah, I, maybe five minutes, and I'm kind of proud of that fact. Well, yeah. five minutes I think encapsulates
5: most of the series. No, it was
7: good. I was mean it? When, when yeah. When it first came on, it was, uh, it was. I probably watched the first couple of seasons. Did It was, you? It was intriguing. Uh, never caught and, me. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it just, it just got boring. Not enough tongue depressors. To to, well, it yeah. just
0: got boring to me, and, you know, and so, and then I, you know, I fell off. All right. She's 52 today. Uh, actress Heather Matarazzo. Um, if you don't know the name in the Princess Diaries, she plays uh, the best friend, right? Uh, she has kind of a unique look about her, right? Uh, something kind of cute, cute, yeah. But uh, off center, askew, you know. Yeah, but I like that. I like that too. Uh, she was also in man a really disturbing role uh, in Devil's Advocate. She's the little girl in the court case yes. that was molested. You know,
5: what she's also in. She's in uh, uh,
0: Fifty Four the studio 54 is movie she? yes she is she's okay. um i uh, saw that one yeah. time that was and, enough and for that's me. enough <laughs> uh she is 39 years old today but i've always liked her uh, actress Vanessa Angel, you remember her? Absolutely, she she's is in... Kingpin. Kingpin, Kingpin Spies huh. Like Us was the first time I remember seeing her. That was her first credited role. And, so oh, my God, very, very, very end of it. Yeah, yeah. gorgeous, she gets into a bikini. Uh, she is 55 today. Mackenzie Phillips. This is it. One day at a time. Julie is who she played. Ah, uh, Julie. Yep, that's right. The boys always say that. <laughs> and she was... Sleep with your father. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep, she Dear God. came forward and told the story of... Of John Phillips, her dad, um, having sex with her. They had a long time
2: relationship. Relationships. Now, together.
0: messed up that
5: guy uh, like. I, It's oh beyond disgusting. Yeah.
2: I, I mean, like, I want. Even when she was, like, telling the story, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I think it's like people just, their jaws dropped. Totally. And she kept telling more. Well, no, you, you got it. Like, Holy God. I
5: tried to reconcile all of it. You had the father who was clearly guiding her of in, in in a very bad way so mm-hmm. she had a very contorted view of how things should be and that's why it ended up such a nightmare
0: yeah yeah it, exactly yeah. and listen at some point she listen she she is obviously she's damaged from yeah. that but she needed to get that information out she needed to that was i think part of her recovery is Purging that, you know what I mean? Yeah. How do you. How, and you know. maybe trying to help other people. Yes. You know, th- who are uh, having the same issue.
2: And was it her who her father would like set her up with older guys? With Jagger. Jagger. Mick Jagger. Nick Jagger. Right? Yeah.
5: I think okay. she was
0: 14 at the time. Mm-hmm. God. It's not she, good. She's 62 today. Uh, Sinbad, the actor and comedian, Different World, uh, he is 65 today. David Adkins is his real name. Uh, what are you playing? This, this is, is from. Uh, Okay, never mind.
7: It's a theme from
0: a different world, but it's backwards. It's backwards. Yes, don't, yes. Why would we even have that?
7: Well, I think we did it on. um, We played a game uh, for a black listen party, and the name of that game was called Blackwards. Oh, okay. And And, so we
0: would play themes and songs backwards. Right. Okay. Interesting. See if you could identify it. All right, that's forward. All right, that is, uh, all right, Sinbad 65. Uh, It's Tracy Morgan's birthday today. Uh Wow, 53 years old, and I'm sure he's happy to be alive after that accident and everything that happened. Yeah, he had a cameo on uh, this weekend's SNL. So 53 for him. Actress uh, Kiernan Shipka, uh, who was on Mad Men, and also she plays Sabrina. Uh, in that Netflix uh, series, and also on uh, Riverdale. Yeah, very dark. I love her. Yeah, she's uh, she's adorable. She is uh, 22 years old today. Uh, actor Josh Peck, uh, Drake and Josh fame. Yes, uh, he was. He also did a few movies here and there. He was in Red Dawn. He was also in the John Stamos uh, series. Grandfathered, I think it was. Yes,
7: correct. Yes. And, he is, right, so he's not the one that has uh, the other one. It's Drake that has a little bit of a... Moves.
0: Correct. He was, um, apparently, he, had, uh, some, he was grooming some underage girls or something like that. That was the deal. Yeah. yeah. So Josh Peck is 35 today. Uh, we love this guy. Really cool that we had him on that that long ago. Walton Goggins. Yeah. Uh, who is awesome. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Um, the Unicorn. Yes. Batman. Fat Man. Oh, my the, God. So good. He's in Fat he's, Man. He's, I have to see that.
5: He has a scene where he's walking around a toy store. Yeah. And there's a clerk trying to help him. And you just have to see it. But he just takes
0: her down in a major way. Uh, and he's also a, a darling of uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino. He's in yeah. Django Unchained and The Hateful Eight and a bunch of really good movies. He's 50 today. Uh, we also have Taron Edgerton. Uh, yep, he played Rocketman. Super uh, talented. John Rocketman. Um, Kingsman, The Secret Service. That's the first saw him. And I'm Great. And like, i this is excellent. Uh, and... In the movie Sing, he is the um, he's a gorilla, the gorilla yeah. and he's great in that. He sings I'm Still Standing yep. at the
5: end of that. He's also in that movie Legend.
0: Um, wait, what's Legend? About the Cray Brothers. Okay. Yeah. And you know what uh, movie I liked he was in? Is a, is a cute movie. Is Eddie the Eagle. Yes. Yeah. You saw yeah. it in him and Hugh Jackman. I did. I thought it was really good. It was great. He's yeah. 32 today. A good friend of the Preston and Steve show has his birthday today. Huh. It's Tom Papa's birthday oh! today. Day Tom Papa, who is I believe fifty three years old. I think we're the same age. And uh, Tom, I'll say it right here: is my favorite comedian. I, wow, he he just old statement. He just nails it. He it, you know mm-hmm. the life that I live and the age that I'm at. We're the same age. Uh, you know, similar family dynamic and everything. He speaks to me. His stuff is it's it's, it's straight. It's it's just. It's so c- uh, clever in my mind.
5: You know what? I'm, I uh, uh, he adds a little bit of uh, angst to my life now because the clock is ticking over the Thanksgiving day time off. I'm going to attempt my sourdough. You need ready. to do
6: yeah,
0: it. Yeah. You're not going to hurt yeah. it. You need to go for it. And what if I kill it? It's one of those I things it. You have to it. You have to do over and over before you get it right. So I'm so I, nervous. Yeah. I just love that his stand
7: up is now being used in TikTok videos. So it is definitely reaching a younger
0: audience okay. as well. Uh, love them. Happy birthday, Tom. And right here in our city of Philadelphia, the United States Marine Corps was yeah. on this date in 1775 at uh, Tun Tavern.
11: What's your name, fat body? And
0: uh, yes, it's uh, It's one of the prides of Philadelphia but that it was donut. a gathering that took place and they just kind of decided, you know what? We need to form this group. Ah! And uh, <laughs> those are all uh, from Full Metal
8: Jacket. You, you. <laughs> not, not that, that. one. Yeah. I have a, an etiquette question. Uh, you are it's uh, respectful to say "semper fi" to a marine, even if you're not a marine. I,
5: I, I believe it is. I I think... I've, I've heard other people say it isn't, but mo- uh, most of the people I hear s- say I, yeah. I have a friend
8: who's a marine, and he says it's totally fine. But I, I just want to make sure that I'm not offending anybody else when I say it back because I, you know, I want to. I want to be right. respectful.
7: Uh, I was at the Eagles game on Sunday, and the halftime show was the silent um, drill line. It's, it's awesome. silent
0: drill team. Yeah, drill
7: team. It was awesome, but what was even better? Did you hear I, about this? I saw it. So the the punter from the uh, Los Angeles Chargers comes out as these guys are doing their thing. And, and halftime is run, yeah. running down. There's five minutes left, in hand. and this dude comes out, and he starts practicing punts behind the line. And the crowd was not okay with that. Uh-huh. So they just started <laughs> booing and booing. And then and so I'm like, I hope these guys don't think that we're booing. Right. Right. I didn't boo anybody. But I'll just say, I hope they don't think we're booing them, you know? And then so eventually they booed him so much that he left the field. Ah, you know? Okay. It was great. It was, yeah. I, I love well, it. Who we'll let him he, go out there during the, yeah? Uh... I think it was just a misunderstanding. Go, like, well, listen. He ha- was he, has he doing a job silent do. punting practice? No, but he has a job to do. Yeah. Like, he has to go out there and do that. It was just, you know, you can go punt into the oh, net for a but little he's bit. He's on the f- Field He's on the them doing
0: field. that. Be- that is, yes, that's okay. No, that was yeah. stupid. That was just it was flat dumb. Out. That was dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You dumbass. <laughs> you dumbass. God, and here, where the core was born. Uh huh. Now I'm mad. You son, I know. son yeah. of a bitch. All right. Well, anyhow. Happy birthday, United States Marine Corps, and all those serve and serving and who have served. We thank you very, very much. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Courtesy of Marissa Magnata, who sings the falsetto line, Not by the Hair on My Chinny Chin Chin, in the 1993 Green Jello song, Three Little Pigs? We will go to Bill, see if we can get it. Hey, Bill, good morning. Good morning, guys. Uh, Bill, do me a favor, tell me who sings that line. Well,
12: being the world's Biggest Tool fan, I think you know I know the answer.
0: It's Maynard James Keenan from You're, Tool. You are yeah. correct.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hang on the line, we'll get your info and I'll play that again for you. I wonder if I met him. I, we had Green Jello uh, by the studio when that song came out, and uh, I, I met with those guys. They yeah. were really nice, and I don't know if Maynard was there with them or not. Possibly, right? No? Yeah, it was. He was yeah. in the band, so. Uh, All right, so we are going to set up Bill with a pair of tickets to Pops, Rocks, ABBA, Mamma Mia, and more. Wednesday, November 17th at the Kimmel Center. You can hear the pop signature sound on the hits of one of the greatest selling bands of all time, ABBA. You can get tickets at phillypops.org slash WMMR. All right, let's get right into it. The big entertainment news. People Magazine has named one of the Marvel superheroes as their sexiest man alive for 2021. But it isn't the one that everyone expected. Uh, Kathy, did you see the story?
2: Uh, I did, and they uh, they announced it, but I forget who it is.
0: You forget who it is?
2: It's Paul Rudd.
0: Damn. Paul oh. Rudd. Wow. Despite Chris Evans being the rumor, Paul Rudd is the guy who took it, and I am really, really thrilled about this because who doesn't love Paul Rudd? Who doesn't love
4: Paul who? Rudd?
5: And, and you know, um, my my wife like. Uh, we're, we're massive fans of the movie Clueless. She loves him. She thinks he's, like, completely adorable. Yeah, uh, But just...
2: that's the thing. He's adorable. I wouldn't see him as the sexiest man. Like, but he's that, but a
0: regular guy. I think they're putting his yeah. his charisma, his yeah. personality, his sexiness. into what makes him sexy. And I yeah. think that's great, because he's not a classic chiseled, he is an attractive man. Yeah. But he is not a classic male model-looking Uh, sexy man, you know what I mean? no, he's he's good looking. And I think this is fan-freaking-tastic. So he told the magazine, he said, I do have an awareness, enough to know that when people hear that I'd be picked for this, that they would say, what? (laughs) (laughs) He said, this is not false humility. There are so many people that should get this before me. But he says that his wife of 18 years, Julie, is even more surprised than he is, explaining... She was stupefied, he said, but you know that she was really sweet about it. After some giggling and shock, she said, oh, they got it right, and that was very sweet. She probably is not telling the truth, but what's she going to say, you know? I. You just know that if we, we've
5: had Paul Rudd on the show, um, you know, on, on the phone... But if we had a little bit more opportunity to hang with him, you know we would be best. It's the same kind of thing that we have with Bradley Cooper, that deep, deep, deep deep-rooted friendship. Right, right, exactly.
0: (laughs) Uh, Although he expects his closest friends will give him, quote, so much grief, he's planning on expanding his circle now. And I love what he had to say. He said... I'm hoping now that I'll finally be invited to some of those sexy dinners with Clooney and Pitt and B. Jordan. (laughs) And he said, I figure I'll be on a lot more yachts, and I'm excited to expand my yachting life. (laughs) He said, and I'll probably try to get better at brooding in really soft light. I like to ponder, and I think this is going to help (laughs) me become more inward and mysterious, and I'm looking forward to that. This
2: is great. great.
0: He's gigs. I like to ponder. Uh that's fantastic. I'm thrilled about it. Absolutely this. thrilled. Uh, again, I don't know I, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yeah, he is uh he's everything you want because yeah. not only is he funny and entertaining and charismatic and all that, he can do drama as well. Yes, if you he ever can. saw Cider House Rules, in some of these other movies that he's been in uh he can pull it off he's a, he's an accomplished actor he's uh,
5: phenomenal in this is 40 which keeps yeah. popping up oh, man. you know, a- amongst many other things but he uh you know he runs the gamut of uh emotions and
0: stuff in that movie that is just so great one he, of my favorite moments in, in and it's just a little bitty a blip <laughs> it's a second other uh, he has so many great mo- uh, uh moments in the Marvel universe yeah but in Ant-Man 2, when he's at home alone and he has to entertain himself, and they show him singing karaoke, uh, the Partridge yeah. Family theme song, uh-huh. it just freaking <laughs> yeah. kills me. Yeah. I love it. You still haven't seen Clueless, though, right? No. And you know what? I uh, Since I've been watching this Brittany Murphy doc, I'm going to watch this. Okay. And and, and people, because they show so many people going, this is you know, saying that it's their all-time favorite movie. Clueless is a perfect yep. movie. Yep, so I'm gonna go and check that out. There's a picture of him on Colbert of Paul Rudd winning the sexiest man alive and he's wearing a tiara <laughs> and he's holding a bouquet of roses and has a sash and he's crying. We have the audio of that, that moment where he announced I... it on Colbert. Okay, we didn't have it, now we yeah. have it. Alright, here we go.
6: Congratulations to Paul Rudd on
3: officially <laughs> sexiest man alive 2021
5: i am honored to give the exclusive premiere of paul rudd's sexiest man alive cover
7: take a look there you go for more information go to people.com
5: okay <laughs> more information uh, and i here- need
0: more information on that just for fun here's a clip from him uh in i love you
5: man
1: <laughs> well that sounds about as appetizing as uh as a pi- a big pi- plate of of dirt or something, <laughs> <laughs> or something. <laughs> I just
4: can't think of anything <laughs> funny to say all
0: right so congratulations yeah. paul run very yeah. happy about that let's move along uh Shailene woodley is sick of the bad press that she's reading about her fiance aaron rogers <laughs> okay <laughs> okay <don't> well <laughs> the well don't read the press yeah. the 30 37-year-old Packers star con- I'm loving it confirmed that he wasn't vaccinated, causing an uproar among fans. She slammed reports that uh, he was out and about in L.A. after being diagnosed with COVID-19, making pointed remarks about his large feet and hands not man- man- uh, matching the photos. Uh, what uh, She wrote on her Instagram stories along with alleged photos. She wrote, literally, y'all need to calm the F down. This is straight up hilarious. News outlets still grasping at straws to disparage Aaron. Finding random effing men on the streets of L.A. and saying that it's him. She wrote... I know Aaron's body very well. Ooh. First off, his feet, ahem, and right. no offense to his this rando dude, are a lot bigger. Also, for those of us who know Aaron beyond the worlds, uh, the worlds of obsessed sport and s media, it's no secret he has the hairiest hands on the effing planet. <laughs> no, we, okay. we can. We know a dude who can beat him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. She wrote, "This obvious homie clearly does not." Go ahead, zoom in. Uh, she later deleted those posts, so uh, okay. she's just not having it, apparently. I like that she's defending her man. I
5: yeah, I, 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 uh, I think they're cheating together. <laughs> she yeah. can shut
0: up. Uh, Bella Hadid is getting real about her mental health. Uh, the 25-year-old model shared a Raw post Tuesday uh, saying that her life isn't as picture-perfect as it may seem. Who's oh, this again first? I'm sorry. This is Bella Hadid. Bella Hadid. Is that your favorite Hadid? <sighs> I vastly be, uh,
5: like. Oh, come on, last wife. week was a Gigi week. Okay. No way! I, you, I have to admit it. It's gotta be. I know Yolanda. Yolanda Hadid. N- no, well, that's the mom. No, right? yeah. no. Oh, no, no. Now you're just now you're making fun of this legitimate <laughs> thing here. <laughs> which one? Where, a, where do you stand? One
8: lives in the area, right? Is Gigi's are I local, right?
2: I think the mom and the daughter live here.
8: Well, which I have nothing against Yolanda. No. Which, which daughter, Kat? Who's Bella It's Gigi? Bella or I mean, Gigi? Alanda.
2: Who just had the baby? Gigi.
8: Gigi. So she I'm shared it a, one more
2: time. Gigi.
8: She shared a
0: video of Willow Smith uh, that resonated with her. In it, Smith mm-hmm. talked about her insecurities and not feeling good enough. Hadid had also included a gallery of selfies of herself crying and a candid caption about her <laughs> mental health. I am, listen, I'm so tired
5: of on a YouTube, not YouTube, on TikTok and, uh, you know, Instagram videos of people. Filming themselves crying. Oh, that's you know? not the
7: first thing you think to do the, the, when you're... The, the crying reaction. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd rather... I'd like to keep that kind of person. Yeah, the, like
5: and remember the mom who was busted oh, man. with the kid in the front seat? Trying to make her kid Trying cry. to make the kid cry? Yep, yep.
2: There was I, I just watched one of somebody crying, They and I was like, oh, God, here we go. Another, Knock it off. Another one. But wait, she was opening her own boutique, and that's why she was crying. Was she was like, happy. this is a long road and it's finally here and i'm so happy to bring this to you guys because now you can shop all of my clothes in person (laughs)
0: let's check in a year when she's crying when it
2: fails Mm -hmm. i was like what is this
0: (laughs) hey a lot of small businesses i know i know statistically all right well anyway mine my boutique is going great guns hadid wrote i i love you and your words it made me feel a little less alone and that's why i'd like to post this as she was commenting on a video of uh, willow smith uh, Adid reminded followers that they are not alone and there is always light at the end of the tunnel. She said, this is pretty much my every day, every night for a few years now. Social media is not real. Yes, uh, that's right. Okay. For anyone struggling, please remember that. Sometimes all you've got to hear is that you're not alone. Uh, so from me to you, you're not alone. I love you. I see you and I hear you. Oh, no, it's just like the, uh, the Navi in, uh, Avatar. I see you. Yeah. Uh, Self help and mental illness, chemical imbalance is not linear, and it's almost like flowing roller coaster of obstacles. and okay, now she's losing <laughs> me. Ups and downs and, and size and size. Listen, you know people obviously, you know, struggling with with uh, depression. Depression is yeah. is a real thing. It's terrible. But she and you got. Conflicting things here. Social media is not real, she writes. Anyone struggling? Listen, uh, you can find support on social media, yeah. but you can also find exactly what is pushing you down. Yeah. And, and, and pushing, pushing you your buttons.
5: It, it is a construct. And, yeah. it, and we've said before, initially, when it had a much more uh, benevolent, um, at least to me, it felt that way in the early. Hey, yeah, I, oh, you're on up. this too, hey! Yeah, yeah. And uh, there is a very, very destructive part of social media now. Yeah. The, the, if you're going to be on it, know the difference and don't let the heavy stuff bring you
0: down, man. She wrote, anyways. Not sure why, but it feels harder and harder to share my truth on here. Thank you for seeing me and thank you for listening. I see you. I love you. So look at this picture here on Instagram. You had to uh, like yeah. hold the camera. All right, what we're looking at is a picture of her crying. It's a close up uh, of her, uh, her tears. She's looking all- away, and I mean that looks like a post photograph. Yeah, it does. You know, I have
2: so. never cried and been like, hold on, let me get my camera. I got, I got to update to the new
3: OS. One second here, <laughs> Wait a second, why is this thing going through? <laughs> wait, wait, the flash is on. <laughs> How do you flip the camera? I gotta flip the camera <laughs> You have
0: to angle it just right.
2: I and mean this is ridiculous. This is I know. Right. <laughs> the light isn't right! Wait one second! <laughs> I need another one, hold on. Can hold you come part. take this for me, please?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not what I'm thinking about when I'm yeah. crying. Yeah,
2: yeah.
6: seriously. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She that's keeps opening the, the wrong app that looks like the app yeah, for
7: the yeah, phone. No, no,
6: that's not the
7: Instagram. No,
0: that's not... <laughs> I usually cover my face if I'm crying. You know what I mean? It's, oh it's a kind God. of a personal thing. Yeah. You you, you want to... <laughs>
6: yeah. All
0: right, well, anyhow, I got other stories to get to, and we're running out of time, so let me move on. Another tragedy is emerging from the Doomed Rust production. This oh. one has nothing to do with the shooting oh, boy. Of, of Helena Hutchins. It emerged that <clears throat> a guy named Jason Miller, who's a uh, lamp operator... Wrapping up on this shoot after it was shut down, has fallen ill because he was bit by a brown recluse spider. Oh, and man. the bite was so severe, a GoFundMe has been set up to pay for his medical bills. And a statement on the fundraising page says that Miller went on to experience severe symptoms that included necrosis of his arm and oh, sepsis. No. He's had multiple surgeries each day as doctors fight to stop infection, and he may have to have his entire arm amputated. Oh That's uh,
5: horrific. So, yes. Preston. Okay, what does a brown recluse
0: look like? Do they look? Do they look a little furry? They're a, no, they're, they're they don't look like that tarantula. No, no, no. Okay, no. they're not that big. Um, All right. So, so my friend Charlie was bitten by one on the leg, and he I, I remember seeing him. We both worked in radio, and he was doing a shift. I was looking on the other side of the glass. Yeah. and I'm like, dude, you are sweating like crazy, and he looked like he just had a fever, and he yeah. was just, I couldn't believe he was still at work. He ended up having to go to the hospital. He was bit on the thigh. And sure enough, it was like a hole had started to form. Is it like oh a bullet God. mark? Like a, like a, like a bullseye, uh, bullseye in the bite? Yeah, the, so so you get these rings around right. it. And, like th- uh, but, like th- but it had started eating away the skin. He had no idea that he had been bitten. Oh my God. And he was in the hospital for about a week. It oh laid him up really so, bad. Wow. So
5: Tim Graham here, yeah. one of the salespeople, had, he got bit one time. And he had that telltale um, bullseye mark. And... Uh, yeah, that freaks me out. I, I saw a spider yesterday in my garage that had sort of a tarantula-esque quality to it. It was a big mother. There was a dead, like, beetle there or something that it was
0: eating. I'm like, oh, wow. okay,
5: enjoy. Yeah,
0: no kidding. <laughs> uh, we pulled up pictures of them. They they have long legs, um, and uh, and they have a little, two, you know, they, they look like pinchers, but they're actually legs in the front there, and they're scary-looking spiders, Yeah, man. what I
5: saw was not that yesterday, so I'll, I'll let it live in my garage. Yeah.
0: Uh, this was sad news. Dean Stockwell, best known for his starring role in Quantum Link, passed away yesterday. He was 85 years old. I love he Dean said, Stockwell. Actually died on Sunday, but the word came out yesterday. I did, too. He was in the original Dune. He was. He played Dr. Yue, yeah. Uh, representatives for the actor said he died peacefully in his sleep on Sunday while at home. Uh, he was born in 1936 to Hollywood acting couple Harry and Betty Veronica Stockwell. I didn't know this. He started his career at seven years old. Yeah, yeah. He was signed to MGM following a Broadway Broadway role, uh, The Innocent Voyage. Uh, he continued down the path of stardom as a child actor in 1948's The Boy with Green Hair before snagging other major roles in his career like 1959's Compulsion, 1962's Long Day's Journey, and tonight, 1984's Dune, And 1986's Blue Velvet and More. He's really uh, creepy in Blue Velvet, but he's awesome. Yeah. Stockwell's biggest role was portraying uh, Admiral Al Calavicci on the NBC series uh, NBC sci-fi series Quantum Leap we love ran that show for 5 seasons yeah. it was a good show Yeah
8: man when I mean, you dial up Ziggy and yeah. figure out
5: what was going on then. That was one that that I uh, I liked I, there was a really hardcore fan base for it I could never fully get into it I but it, I enjoyed
8: it Yeah I, I don't know maybe it just hit me at the right age or whatever too Steve. because uh, you know the, the the effects on it weren't um uh, groundbreaking or anything like that, but the, the, you know their dynamic with with him and Scott Bakula was terrific, and there were a bunch of cliffhangers in that show. I was there like, were. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. You remember
0: Scott Bakula's uh, signature line? Oh dear. Oh, no, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy.
7: Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Pierre's. Yeah. Pierre's. Oh dear. Yeah. Pierre's. The, oh dear. Um,
8: yeah. I mean. That,
7: I, oh dear. <laughs> I grew up watching that because it was of a time where you didn't have everybody didn't have TVs all over the place. So like my sister loved that show. So that's what we had to watch when that was on. Well, I you remember also, I, mean? I think,
5: I remember thinking that Scott Bagula had such a good gig on that show because a lot of times it was another actor playing him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and only when he would look in the mirror or something would he see Scott Bagula.
0: Right. No, it was the other way around. Okay. You would, would see the other person. Okay. It was right. him in the, through the whole series. And then every now and then he would look in the mirror and he was like a, a right. you know, somebody, a woman. Or oh, that's how it worked. Okay. Yeah. Different. Right. Yeah. So, uh, he also, Dean Stockwell was, uh, um, got an Oscar nomination for a supporting role in Married to the Mob uh, in, uh, 1960, or in 1992. Uh, or, or no, that was in 1962. And then he, was, uh, he got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1992. So, uh, survived by his wife, Joy, and their two children, Austin and Sophie. So, sad news there. Uh, Pete Davidson alluded to his outings with Kim Kardashian on an appearance uh, late night with Seth Meyers on Monday. Uh, he said, I want to address something. Uh, he said, I feel like I want to confirm if it's real or a rumor. This is something you've been reading about a lot in the press. Uh, Davidson responded. Uh, and then he said, I've been wanting to talk about this because there's a lot of people I walk by and people are whispering and making eyes at me. But it's true. I do have a show on Tubi coming out. Uh, oh, he's funny. Yeah, look what he did
7: there. Um yeah,
5: I mean, uh, but you—you you yesterday were reporting on people who would seen them together at a uh, yeah. yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of PDA. PDA.
7: Yeah, yeah, this isn't going to work though. No, I don't mean, no, think so either. I don't think, so I don't think it's meant yeah. to work. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think it's. Purely for fun, right?
5: Yeah, I think so too.
0: Yep. Uh, let's see. Paris Hilton's wedding is being set up at her late grandfather Baron Hilton's multi-million dollar estate in Bel Air. Jeez. Her wedding to Carter Rim is happening Thursday, but as of yesterday, planners were decorating and setting up for the extravaganza. <laughs> Can you imagine that you are so wealthy that the house
5: you're going to have the party at is a private house that's bigger than any banquet hall you could go to?
0: And they start setting up like three days right, in right. advance. Uh, page Six reports that a crew of people laid out wooden panels that will presumably serve as a dance floor. Do you think parents will get behind the wheels of steel herself during she's the She's done that. Yes. Right? She's oh, okay. she's a DJ. DJ. Uh, the floor covers nearly the full length of the backyard up until the in-ground swimming pool. Uh, hmm. Meanwhile, the paper... <laughs> I'd have been great if it would have said above-ground swimming pool. Uh, meanwhile, the paper writes... <laughs> this is a picture of her with a, with
5: a uh, seahorse, you know, float around her. Uh, that... Uh, Seahorses
0: forever. <laughs> Closer to the back entrance of the house, there are two large floral arrangements in hot pink and white with the bride and groom's initials P and C. This is uh, this is a... Stu- look, look, the house is just sprawling. Yes. Uh, let's see, and then we'll do one more story. Uh, the second season of Netflix's hit series Squid Game is currently in the planning process. As creator Huang Dong-hyuk had said in an interview... Uh, that the uh uh he's definitely working on it did you watch the nope. first season
5: did not watch i did to completion now and I would say it's good it's not great
0: it's good uh it is the biggest release ever on uh on netflix period in a while yep oh, What would you think okay. of the case
7: i enjoyed it um so the i what did i do I i dubbed and didn't sub i think maybe i i maybe would have enjoyed it more if I Subbed and didn't dub. That's
5: what some people are saying is that the the, uh, the voice performances are not up to snuff.
0: I subbed, yeah, and uh, I but I enjoyed it. It's good. Right. So uh, he had said, uh, "There's been so much pressure, so much demand, and so much love for a second season." So I almost feel like you leave us no choice. But I will say that there will indeed be a second season. Uh, it's in my head right now, mm-hmm. and I'm in the planning process.
7: I mean, to, to be honest, I would have preferred that it just wrapped up. Cleanly and neatly. Right. And, uh, and it didn't. And so. I think they
5: were sensing the the potential. Yeah. Um
0: but uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. He said I do think that it's too early to say when and how uh that's going to happen. So I will promise you this. Uh hun will come back uh and he will do something for the world. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah. Uh, uh
7: and Ross and Rachel are coming uh, back. The <laughs> other thing is uh the um the monetary values in in Korea are like so crazy. Crazy. You know, like a billion is not like a billion. billion. <laughs> It was like a billion. Yeah. I had to like That's I was your leading uh, economist. I was just sitting there on Google, going, "Okay, what is that in American dollars?" <laughs> like you know, he, the dude's just walking it's around. Like a to, he's like walking around with ten thousand. Uh, I, I forget the name of the currency, but I was like, that seems like a lot of money. We're like,
3: in oh. South Korea. I know you don't like me not much either, <laughs> but that dollar is gonna shoot you with the eye. guns. It was like
0: a billion. One, I believe, is the uh, yes. uh, Is the currency? Yeah. Just pulled that up. All right. Uh, You guys ready for clips? Yes. Here we go. Very much so. DC's lovable band of misfit heroes wrap up another season of Doom Patrol. In this clip, Diane Guerrero talks about how the characters and the audience can learn to deal with difficult moments in
6: life.
11: I think that people are connecting with the show especially now because I think we are all uh, dealing with a lot right now. So I think a lot of those feelings are, are, are starting to creep up for for, for us and, and having to deal with it in um, or knowing how to deal with it um, is probably new for some. And I think that you go through that journey uh, with the characters. Shut
6: the
0: f*** mm-hmm. up! Uh, the season three <laughs> finale of Doom Patrol... <laughs> They're streaming today on HBO Max. I, I took a
5: uh, a dive into this. I'm probably going to revisit it. It's pretty well done. Mm. Um, you know, uh, again, uh, there's just there's just so much
0: to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. next clip. Here we go. <laughs> Spencer is the fictionalized account of Princess Diana deciding to end her marriage to Prince Charles. Here, Kristen Stewart, who plays Diana, talks about how her experience with the press is similar to the late princess.
7: I mean, the movie definitely like leans into the idea that women
8: are treated differently in the media than their uh, male counterparts.
7: I would say that my interaction with the public at large has always been um, something that I... I- had control over, that I sort of was moving towards because I like to make movies and I like to have conversations about movies and our, you know, lives here on Earth with each other. Oh, shut up, woman. (laughs)
0: Uh, Spencer is in theaters now, by the way.
5: Uh, There you go. The word is... A uh, potential Oscar
0: consideration for the that'd, her performance. That'd be cool. Yep. Nice. All right, uh, that's my entertainment report for today. We got lots of stuff going on. We're going on Fox Good Day today. We have Sebastian Maniscalco on the program. We have Paula Poundstone joining us as well. And... Uh, uh, we have a Bud Light Thursday night kickoff with Marissa tomorrow night, and this will be at Bourbon and Bench in Northern Liberty, so that nice. means some giveaways for you, and we have a secret text for it. It's Clint Eastwood, A Cinematic Legacy on Digital, which is a nine-episode docuseries, so text the word secret to 39333. A whole lot of stuff. We'll be back in a moment with it all. Stay with us.
4: Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show from 7 to 9 p.m. at Bourbon and Branch. 705 North 2nd Street in Philly for the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win Eagles-Giants tickets and a Dallas Goddard signed football courtesy of Bud Light.
0: R.E.M. on 93.3, W.N.M.R., 78 rocks. Rock. If you know the lyrics after Leonard Bernstein, congratulations. <laughs> That's an achievement. I wanted to try to learn them all. I remember this. And I did not. Succeed in that at all? That and I've been everywhere from uh, Johnny Cash. <laughs> what about that one too? We didn't start the fire. That one I'd have a better shot at. <clears throat> but you know what? I, that's that would be in that exact same pantheon. Yeah. Can you learn all those words? How about the lyrics to the theme song for Batman? Na, 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 na
5: I think I could work on that. Yeah. <laughs> I work on that. Yeah.
8: yeah. Which, which speeches uh, in movies did you do? You did it, a few Good Men, right? Yes. And uh, did you do another one? You
5: started st- the entire screenplay to Tron. Well, you worked no, on that.
0: Yeah. no, no. I started working on the soliloquy. <clears throat> well, it's not really a soliloquy because he is talking to to Will, but in Goodwill Hunting, okay. over there in uh, Boston Common, right? And he's uh, giving him the whole
8: speech. I started one last night. Oh. What he, is it? Uh, the monologue that Tom Hanks does in Castaway when he's back. He, and he, yeah, yeah, that's
0: a good one. All right, so we'll
8: see if we can make We any both done the
0: math. Yeah. Right, that, yeah, old, yeah. That, that
8: line. She had to move
0: on
7: and yeah. I, I lost her all again. Yeah. Okay,
6: all right. right. My favorite one I've
7: heard on this show is Craig Legan's doing the... Uh, oh, like the jerk. The jerk. The jerk. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. my favorite one.
0: Uh, the first day, it seemed like one day. <laughs> that, that was so brilliant. That was good. Uh, in fact, Craig, if you want to call in with that, we'd take it anytime. <laughs> Real quick, uh, I want to do a butt plug, if you don't mind. I got this email. Actually, it's the second one I've received about uh, this particular cause. This came from a guy named uh, Tony Hart. He says, I want to reach out to you all and ask if you could do a shout-out for the Downingtown Blue and Gold Marching Band. The Downingtown Blue and Gold Marching Band is comprised of Downingtown East and West High Schools. Um, It says here, students of our STEM high school uh, choose to march for East or West And has been chosen to represent the entire Northeast region of the United States in this coming 133rd annual Rose Parade held on New Year's Day in Pasadena, California. We're one of 12 high schools from throughout the United States, so being selected is no easy task and it's an absolute honor. As you can imagine, getting over 275 students to Pasadena is no small feat. And we are hoping that you can mention us on the air uh, and shout out our website. We are soliciting donations now. I, is this a typo? It says to help offset the nine hundred thousand dollar plus price tag. It's not. That's an extra zero, right?
8: No, it's nine hundred thousand dollars. They have to. There are a lot of costs associated with it, and it's, it's getting the Almost number people near a
0: million dollars I, to get a marching band to California. Well, I
8: received a few different emails about it as well, Preston. And I, when I first saw that dollar figure, I was like, "This is, this can't be right." But yeah, it is. So the information's up on the community page of our website. If you want to learn out more, good
0: God, I did, I, uh, I, I where can't, I. I yeah, Lear ninety thousand I can see a hundred thousand yeah. maybe, but nine hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Okay, uh, downtown East and West High Schools. You um, get a fire truck with that. Our apartment, <laughs> we, we yeah. get a lot. Of, we get a fleet of fire trucks for that. Uh, but uh, Tony goes on to say uh, our kids collectively have volunteered over 5,000 hours of community service to help wow. give back to the community. That's great. That supports him. So, Nick, do
8: we have this posted? We do, yeah. And uh, okay. I, I think it's just because of the sheer number of people that have to get out there. It, I mean, it
0: is a it, it is sh- a large group. You're right. right. So I maybe mean, that's the deal. You're talking probably with, with minders at least 300 people, but a million dollars? Okay. Whatever uh, it takes. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so they want some help, and uh, we have that posted on the community page of PrestonAndSteve.com if you would like to help out, and they'll represent the, uh, the area. Which
5: Do you know what the I the want question. to mention, Preston? Remember we had the, uh, the, the 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 four guys in here, the the drummers, the... Um, yeah. Yeah. They
6: yeah for they Casey's
5: were... birthday. Yes. They were great. They were walking down my block yesterday. What? And I didn't realize until after the fact they had somebody just as Elmo. They were collecting money. And I'm hearing, what is this really cool rhythm that I'm hearing? And they were walking down the street doing that. They're so good. They're yeah. really good. And it was just, it just was nice it. to hear that.
0: The cadence they did for Casey with a happy birthday. <laughs> it's your birthday. Go! And the Casey dance. Oh, my God. That video <laughs> was one of my favorite of the year. I don't
7: remember the cadence, though. So.
0: Uh, I I don't remember the rhythm of it, but I just remember, Happy birthday! It's your birthday! Happy birthday to you, kids! It was excellent. So, all right, well, anyhow... You know what? What? I think we need to go shopping. It's Ooh. time to walk the aisles of the general store. Time to head over to the general store where proprietor President Elliott's got some new inventory in. Yep, we got odds and ends. And Just got a fresh kilo of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Awesome. It's legal in yeah, my yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, Come on your... in. <laughs> uh, okay, so... I found this very interesting. So for the first time in nearly 100 years, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier at Arlington National Cemetery is going to be opening to visitors for two days. By that, uh, meaning people will be able to walk all the way down uh, to where the actual tomb is. and That was not allowed. uh, No, it hasn't been allowed for 100 years. The only time I think that was allowed was when it first uh, was instituted. Sure. Which is interesting because you're really not that far away from it. You're not. where, Where you can view it anyhow, but... You'll be allowed to go and place pl- uh, place flowers and things like that uh, for this particular two days only. And that is, um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's today and tomorrow. Oh, so Veterans Day. Oh, no, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Tuesday and yesterday and today. Okay. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, so it was 100 years ago. Uh, You've been there, right? Centennial, many times. It's amazing
5: to watch the whole procedure. It's uh, and it's it's so solemn and so magnificent.
0: Uh, Yes. So this is a privilege that is only given to the sentinels of the Third U.S. Infantry Regiment, or what they call the Old Guard. Uh, And the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier has served as the symbolic final resting place for unidentified or missing American soldiers. Specifically, though, the final resting place since 1921 for three unknown US service members from World War 1. So if you were ever wondering um you know what bodies were buried there there's yeah. three of them they're all from World War 1, but it is it represents all those who have been uh, killed in action and or, or unidentified bodies.
5: There are a good many organizations that that you know scour the world to try to bring closure to people who lost people in in uh, in wars.
0: And uh, it's really noble work. Uh, Visitors who were required to register online before the event ran out of passes will be available to visit and lay complimentary flowers at the memorial from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m walk uh, walkups also might be permitted. So, if you are in that area, you might want to, you know, just go ahead over there and see if you can get in.
5: It's been years since I've been down to that area, but
0: i, w- I would I would love to go back, yeah, it's always when we may make our way to d c. It's one of those that we you have to. to. Yeah, uh, yeah it's it's really uh, you know, to say cool is kind of odd because you're at a uh, at a cemetery, but it really is especially you see the changing of the guard. It's a really cool uh, ceremony that takes place on Veterans Day, the public will be invited to observe a joint full honors procession that will closely resemble the World War I unknown soldier's funeral procession a hundred years ago. So they're going to kind of redo that. Yeah, they were just and-
5: sh- showing footage on the screen here, Preston, of, of that. I, I, I guess they had, they did it once before because it looked like old footage, but it, it couldn't have been for World War I.
0: Uh There were also, uh, there will also be a joint service flyover with aircraft from all branches of the military along Uh, with an invite-only wreath-laying ceremony Uh at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, which President Biden is scheduled to attend. So that will be on uh, Veterans Day, which is uh, tomorrow, right? Yep. 11-11. All right. What else can we find here? Oh, hey. Come over here, young man. We're going to talk about penises for a second. Oh, my God. Uh, One doctor has revealed an age-old rumor. Here's mine. uh, No. About whether or not you can tell how big a man's penis is by his nose size is, in fact, true. Is it? Sort of. All right. Uh, Posting to TikTok, Dr. Anthony Ewan. And I'm always hesitant on the TikTok doctors. uh, Uh, So am I. So am I. Listen, there are legitimate doctors on there, but, you know, they... they, um, they sometimes will run with things that are kind of hearsayish, easy, yeah, e- easy yeah. go tos. I yeah.
5: think, as the rule stands, President, the way I understand it. If the tip of your nose touches your penis, then you've got a a large penis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or you're very limber. Posting to TikTok, Dr. Anthony Ewan revealed the connection uh, and said that people with smaller facial features might be feeling self-conscious. Uh-huh. The plastic surgeon from the U.S. told his followers that there is a significant correlation between the two measurements. He cited a study published in Basic and Clinical Andrology that found that those with larger noses have an average penile length of 5.3 inches. Which is... Kind of average. Uh, that, that is yeah. kind of average, yeah. While uh, people with shorter noses sit at around 4.1 inches. Wow. That's below average. Yeah. Uh, the study also concluded that uh, penile length may not be determined by age, height, or body weight, but actually before birth. So, uh, a, yes, a slightly
5: larger, bulbous nose, average penis
0: size, 12 to 14 inches, right? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So, Dr. Johan. Has and bit, as it turns out, that's my nose. Has a bit of fun with a scientific fact, claiming that that would mean the Hulk uh, from the Marvel universe would have a tiny wee wee. Oh, really? Uh, whereas Budhead from Beavis and Budhead would be well endowed. Oh, so, what is okay?
5: Besides all this sort of, uh, you know, uh, yapping, what is the uh, what is the is there any correlation other than just happenstance between uh, the, between? Is there any connection? With the nose and here's the, the penis, I I think
0: that oh, it, it, in there, other words, a medical it's a commonality thing of some, okay. of some type. But right. but here's the deal: so it's it's not it's not a a, a golden rule that if no. you have a large nose, you're gonna have a large penis. But I think statistically that yes, larger facial features will correlate. With an above average penis size, but not always.
5: The things that I think Telegraph are, 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 as we said before, the large nose, large feet. I think someone who is a little bit more sinewy um, tend to be maybe maybe a thinner build Mm -hmm. we perceive as that way, right? I I mean, at least that's what porn has taught us. I
7: I will say, though, uh, Steve... You do have the nicest nose on the show. Do I? I, do? I think so.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I have micro penis too, yeah. which is so so crazy. <laughs> so, a study published by the British Journal of Urology International 2015 determined the average penis size in Australia is 5.24 inches. Is that Celsius? <laughs> yes, that's in Celsius, by the way. Uh, so the, apparently, uh, a doctor, a British doctor, revealed another way to measure a man's member. I think we talked tape about measure this before. No, uh,
5: yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. just get a tape you measure. A tape measure. <laughs> that yeah. ought to do it. Yeah. You know? yeah, let me let me let me see if I can
0: extrapolate. Judging by your nose size, this is uh, for those who are observing someone else. So, Doctor uh, Karen Rajan referred to a study which claims that you can measure the size of a man's penis by how short his index finger is.
2: Oh, I think shor- we talked about this. We did. we did.
5: We did.
0: She said a shorter index finger compared to ring finger correlates to a big snazwagler. Huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so uh, to, a, to a big nose or a big dong? Uh, to right. to a bigger snaz? I, I assume they're talking about so index penis, or or a creature from uh, like Grinch, Willy Wonka from Willy Wonka exactly. So a an index finger a slightly smaller than your ring finger. Slightly yeah, or substantially. Uh, it's a, uh, no, no. The index finger, a shorter index finger, compared to the ring finger, cordless. which I have. So you have a bigger. Um, uh, Isn't everybody a bigger ring finger than your index finger? I don't know about you. Which Kay? one's your penis finger? Yeah, Casey's is, and he always talks about how tiny his penis yeah, yeah. is. So I get. I don't think maybe that's I'm wrong, man. Yeah. All right. Anyhow,
5: or maybe your, the penis looks bigger compared to your tiny doll hands.
0: There are there are some truths to yep. larger facial, fe- facial features and larger genitalia. And by and
5: by the way, person, I'm right with you on the TikTok doctors. Yeah. I don't put a lot of validity in what they're saying. Not Do call always. them
7: TikTokters or
0: TikTokers. TikTokters, TikTok-ters? Yeah. Maybe. yeah. All right, let's see what else we. Have. I see. We have a phone call. That's oh. what we have. And we mentioned this a little while ago. Uh, Nick was talking about, or had asked me what um, movie lines I've, I've memorized. And, uh, you know, uh, Casey had mentioned one that he really dug was when uh, our buddy Craig Legans called in with uh, a, uh, a line or a, a moment from the movie The Jerk <laughs> where Steve Martin is talking about spending time yes. with Bernadette Peters. in a great movie. And, and uh, Craig's on the line.
6: Oh, yes.
0: And I want to hear this. Okay. Hey, Craig, how you doing?
13: Uh, what up, why so first of all I'm in a meeting at work and then my phone was blowing up and all the texts read Craig, the guys want you to do the jerk. Do the jerk. <laughs> I'm like, they want me to dance? What right. You... <laughs> we'll see it from yep. here. Yeah. Yeah. Are you able to do it for us now, Craig? Well, oh, I I'm sorry? Are
5: you able to do it for us now, that that monologue?
13: Look, Steve, yeah. I know we've only known each other for four <laughs> weeks and there three days. But to me it seems like nine weeks and five days. The first day seemed like a week, and the second day seemed like five days, and the third day seemed like a week again, and the fourth day seemed like eight days. The fifth day you went to see your mother, that just seemed like a day, but then you came back, and later on, the sixth day in the evening, when we saw each other, that started seeming like two days. So in the evening, it seemed like two days, spilling over into the next day, and that started seeming like four days. So... At the end of the sixth day, on the seventh day, it seemed like a total of five days. <laughs> and the sixth day seemed like a week and a half. <laughs>
6: it's
5: great. It's great. See, well I, yeah, it, I think everyone love should it, commit man. at least one movie yeah. passage like that to memory. I agree. I, I, did you ever see the uh, Francois Truffaut version of Fahrenheit 451? No. no. It's also in the book. They actually remember all this stuff because yeah, books are illegal. To. Yeah.
13: yeah. Uh, all right, see, Craig. Thank like you. It, it, it res- that obviously that quote resonates with me because, like Steve Martin, I was born a poor black child. <laughs> there you go. Back to the
0: meeting. All right. Thanks for the <laughs> entertainment, right. Right. sir. Thanks we'll see you later. All right. Yep. Bye. Bye. Now you're right. You should you should have one one lengthy movie monologue memorized. It blows my mind though when people do like what,
5: what Patrick Stewart, Jayden, or people have done have, the whole book. Yeah. Like you know, to remember, I mean, I don't know how anyone can do that.
0: No. All right. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> all
5: right. All right. Happy New
7: that's chunky. Yeah, Ooh, hang on. Great. Yeah, <clears throat> chunky. That's like that Bruno
5: Mars song. Woo. Kathy had to cover her ears. God, I can't. Take you it. You don't like the sound me. of uh, of uh, gerb being blown in. Oh, and heart?
2: like if I see it, yeah. like if I see a dude spit on the street, and then I happen oh to like God. have to like step over it or something, it,
7: you want to die? I dude. want
2: to die. Kathy.
7: <laughs> okay, so at food trucks and fireworks, Ugh. there was a guy. I'm standing there. And he just snot rocketed uh, twice. Uh, oh. I'm like, I'm like uh, you're not even snot uh, rocketed. Dude, so, Dude I, on. I, like, I, you I will,
5: I will vomit. I, I can't stand you that. You don't do that people. in front of people. You're no, especially when over. you're in line at a food truck. Yeah. Food
7: trucks. COVID.
2: Like, yeah. people. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. People. people. Marissa. Kathy oh. would have died. The guy sitting next to me at the Eagles game on Sunday. Just like opened up his legs a little wide and just started spitting. Yeah. Down. And I don't know if he was dipping or if he just spit, <laughs> oh,
6: hey, but
9: you know. I gave him this death stare and his friend saw me do it to him <laughs> and he started cracking up and he did it a second time and I was oh. like, dude... I got to walk through that when I need a beer. What do you want me to do? And he just, like, kind of, like, giggled. And then I gave him a duster a third time.
2: He took a Chickies and Pete's, like, one of those big yeah. crab
9: fries and, and just started spitting in that. Okay, well. He
2: must have
0: been dipping. Yeah,
2: he did. Yeah. He must have been it's dipping. It's crazy. Like,
0: I can't stand that.
5: It
2: disgusting. wasn't even like he was doing it in a not... He was doing it in the walking space.
0: That's gross. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, oh, don't do oh. that. <sighs> no, thank you. All right, uh, so... <laughs> Do we want to go to another speech from somebody? Sure. Yeah, let's, let's let's hear this one. All right. I I do want to. I do want to take a little this. detail here for a second. Hi, we'll Tyler. Ti- back to the store in a moment. Tyler, how you doing, man? Yo, what's up, guys? Yo, but so you have a uh, you have a movie monologue memorized? Oh, for sure. I
14: All have right. some advice for you guys. Yeah. Give up. Just quit. Okay. Because the world is run by the man. <laughs> oh, you don't know the man? Well, he's everywhere. <laughs> in the White House down the hall Miss Mullins she's the man and the man ruined the ozone and he's burning down the Amazon and he kidnapped Shamu and put her in a chlorine tank okay and there used to be a way to stick it to the man it was called rock and roll (laughs) But oh no. The man ruined that too with a little thing called MTV. <laughs> so don't waste your time trying to do anything cool or pure or awesome because the man's just gonna call you a fat, washed up loser and
0: crush your soul. So
14: do yourself the favor and just give up.
0: <laughs>
6: well great. done. Yeah, well nice done,
0: done Tyler. Job. Nice Was that in the same speech where he goes, uh, where he says, And you know who's the man? I'm the man now. Or is that another Yeah, yeah, yeah he says that. Uh... And, and then they start sticking it to the man. All right. I love it. Well done, Tyler. Thank you so very totally much well. for that. Yeah. Thank you. That's a good one. I never thought about learning that one. Okay. All right. So I did have this uh, this other story. I thought this was interesting and worthy of bringing up. I saw this headline and it said, is there such a thing as a single shenanigan? Okay. <laughs> right. Because we always hear about shenanigans. <laughs> they were up the to shenanigans. Yeah. And the answer to this is on a uh, a great website. Let me see if I can find it because it is if you are looking, if you have some idle time, and you really want uh, to just kind of you know dig into some some nonsensical stuff. Uh, there is oh, it's called Wisdom Biscuits. Okay, okay, and it's it's uh, bite size little nuggets of of whatever. Yes, so there's all kinds of random things in there. It says bite sized knowledge for the hungry, the hungrily curious. So this says, is there such thing as a single shenanigan? And the answer is, no, there is not. Okay. The word shenanigans has no singular form. It is a uh, plural tantum, a plural tantum, which equals a, uh, it's also known as a pl- uh, plural plur- Plurality? Pluralia tantum. Okay. Which is Latin for plural only. Oh. Uh, words like clothes, scissors, glasses, and pants only exist as plurals. So there is no such thing as cloth, scissor, or glass unless you're talking about a drinking vessel or a plant or pant. I'm sorry.
5: So, like with uh, there is the band, the Scissor Sisters, right? Yes. So uh, but it's not the Scissors Sisters. Yes. Oh. Right. And, and but you, but, no, but you, they tell you not to run through the house with scissors. Right.
0: Uh, so many of these, uh, ta- plural tantum, are types of clothing, including pajamas, shorts, and tights. Hmm. Even more of these words refer to tools that work with our eyes or ears. Examples would be goggles, binoculars, headphones, and earmuffs. Always locked into permanent plurality yes it makes uh, some sense that many of these things are singular items that go on both of our eyes ears or legs yes when talking about a certain number of these items you only ever say a pair of pairs pair or pairs okay, okay. Uh, there are also a number of two-part tools that are only ever plural like scissors pliers and tweezers uh, so it says here we well, can say give me a pair of scissors but not give me a scissor uh, true, there is a sense in which scissors are two objects, two blades being used as one tool. Yes. And many similar tools are also pluralia. It could uh, also
8: be a verb, by Tantum, the way. Yes. To, to, scissors. Scissor. to scissor someone. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, as pl- with pl- the Scissor Sisters. Yeah.
0: Pliers, tongs, tweezers, forceps. But not all such tools are plural. A clamp, a bear trap, and a flat iron are also tools made of two joined parts. And Stop they, talking about clamps and they are singular. <laughs> clamps, uh. <laughs> uh, it appears though there are some patterns regarding when words are pluralia tantum. Uh, many words regarding ownership can be uh, can only be plural, such as your belongings, valuables, or riches. Uh, nouns that describe feeling work in a similar uh, uh, describe a feeling work in a similar way. Uh, you can have the blues, the jitters, or the doldrums. Mm. But much to my dismay, you cannot have a single heebie-jeebie. <laughs> so there
3: is no single doldrum.
0: No, you're feeling right. the doldrums. Right. Uh, and so the squirts. Uh, you also have your belongings. You don't have your belonging. You can have the. You can have the squirt. You, you can, can have the you, squirts. You can squirt. Right. But you don't have, have the, the squirts. squirts. <laughs> yes. I'm experiencing ha- the squirt. You don't have the squirt, man. I got a bad case of the squirt <laughs>
8: right now. Somebody called me a squirt as a bully one time when I was like, hey, the
0: oh, hey there, man. squirt. They called
8: me little blue squirt. Oh, what, what is
0: worth? What is worth, worse? A uh, squirt or
8: sport?
2: Uh. Yes, uh, squirt, squirt
8: was annoying because he he was a jerk, John Myers. Yeah, yeah, that was so, he was a sixth grade bully, John Myers. See, I think yeah.
2: squirt is like a little cute kid like hey there, sport yeah.
6: especially
8: I'm in the bedroom, but not not the way that johns sure. well, you know what's funny How you doing their sport hey,
2: yeah Matt, you're yeah. trying to be a
7: jerk. Hey, squirter uh oh, yeah. nick in my neighborhood growing up there was a bully named squirt ah oh, he and, was the bully and squirt he mm-hmm. uh he jumped my buddy h uh h was just going home from the uh, convenience store at night and squirt Poor was kid. More... well dude he wasn't doing anything
0: squirt so just... squirt jumped h squirt jumped. was all right so was squirt like a reverse nickname like you might call a big guy tiny
7: uh, or Lil Jon. I don't remember. Okay,
5: um, he was a bully, so maybe he was a big guy, or yeah. maybe he became. Um, uh, did the name pres-
8: cause no. him to go down a spiral? No, he was fairly, uh, I think, average. You okay, know, as far as Such height and size inches? and all. I yeah. What if he got bullied? You know, like if, if that nickname was a bully, that, that, that there you go, and then he ended up being a, a jerk as a result. <laughs> a lot of times that happens. My uh, friend Punch
5: never had that happen. Punch oh, yes. yeah. What an unfortunate name.
0: That was his baptized name. Oh, my goodness. His parents? What were they thinking? I guess they didn't think that. (laughs) No, they thought it would make him strong. It'd be kind of fun. It's like uh, a boy named Sue. Well, anyhow. So, yes, a shenanigan is not a thing. But shenanigans... Wasn't there a club called Shenanigans? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. it still is. Oh, Shenanigans, that's right. Sooner or
8: later, everybody ends up a Shenanigans. It's right next to Doldrum. That's literally their tagline. Uh, That's right. Sooner or later, yeah. A lot of times we
0: end up there after the Cardboard Classic. There's like the only place. Not a lot of options. Yeah. uh, As far as nightclubs go. I know
7: somebody got a ticket for taking a piss in the parking lot outside of Shenanigans.
0: I wonder who that was.
7: It was not me. Oh, okay. No, no, I've never been given... like It's not even a ticket. It's like a summary offense. But it's like, dude, you're literally like... You know how many animals piss outside there? And <laughs> and you as a human Did being... Did he go into the woods or was it... Was well, it, he wasn't just standing out like, Woo-hoo! Like right. Helicopters, like he, you know, went behind something. But right. well, I mean, you're 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 in a rural area. You could go a couple of
5: yards into the woods, and no one would notice. Yeah, yes. exactly. He did While not. Know.
0: animals do pee outside, you do see. Yeah, the. If if they allowed everyone to just pee in the parking, it lot, would not be good. Become a problem. <laughs> it right? Could. right?
5: And okay. besides, if you ever go to a construction site that's out in a more rural area, you'll see the animals using the porta potties. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're respectful. They know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we got a break. Uh, that's all we have time oh, for. Oh. Sorry. Store's closed, folks. Thanks for coming by. Bye. We're we'll kind ha- screwed up by the impre-
3: by the uh, monologues, but it was all for good.
0: We'll have you anytime, dear friends. All right. With the break, we are going to come back in a second and we get to the B-File, but I just want to remind you we have a secret text word. So text word secret 39333. We have this uh, uh, nine-part series about uh, Clint Eastwood that we are giving away. Um, so we'll get to some other goodies, some guests, and so
4: on when we return. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on on the web, PrestonandSteve.com.
9: WMMR.com. The one thing that rocks. Events, photo galleries, mark here in the rock shop. And WMMR.com.
4: Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Here we go. To people who struggle to fall asleep. So, let's get to Preston and Steve. Now, uh, you sleep better better quality of sleep
8: if you're naked between the sheets. Hmm. Steve, let's start with you. No, that's
5: not the case at all. I want no. uh, I want uh, everything bound tightly. <laughs> I want my manliness secured in case that we hit turbulence during the night. Uh, no, I don't like In fact, I don't sleep under the sheets. I only sleep on top of the bed uh, with a blanket over me. So, uh, the, the, and the note I like I like to have underwear on and I like to have work boots on. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just in case an animal breaks in. Right, the deer sure, gets in yeah. the house. I want to be able to do a, a proper judo kick.
0: Right, right. But, a president? Uh, I will go sans clothing from time to time, but I don't necessarily feel that I've gotten a better night's sleep because yeah. I've slept naked. I feel uh, sometimes uh, when I want to be cooler, I will take everything off. But generally, I sleep in my underwear. And if you go without underwear, uh, stuff kind of flops around, yes. and mm-hmm. and you know it get gets stuck in places and you things don't like want, that. So. It,
5: you don't want to have to sleep with a spatula. Yeah, that, it, it yeah. doesn't. Uh, it's <laughs> not fun, you yeah, know. And, and we've heard that somebody's laughing. <laughs> I, know. <technically>. I love <laughs> so, when you
9: can hear <laughs> the crew. Well <laughs> endowed.
5: Well, Kathy, perhaps you could. Uh, we've seen devices for women like who are well endowed to keep their
2: uh, puts it between b- the
6: bosoms from sticking together. The yeah. Bosoms, bosoms.
2: Yeah. <laughs> What? what are we right? talking about? It's yes. a pillow. you right. talking about a pillow that goes yeah. between oh, yes, yeah. the two right. breasts,
4: yeah.
0: and it makes All it right. more Skin on skin can be uncomfortable. It's not
4: yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the way it was I'm meant to be. I'm uncomfortable in my skin. <laughs> uh, let's go around the room. Uh, yeah. Casey? Casey?
0: I can't.
7: Like, I, I have three kids, and just, you know, on any given night, I may wake up with one of them in my bed, so... Oh, no. That, that is just Do that weird. a couple
0: times, and that'll stop, though. Yeah. So, yeah. you, you, you <laughs> do, <laughs> do that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah I
5: don't want that to ever happen. That's why I Stop sleeping with Grandpa. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm always freezing, so yeah, there's, there's no cold. way. I'm always Kath, cold. No. no. Yep, I'm the same no. way. mm
8: well, I'll be darned. How about Nick? Nick? I am uh, boxers only and uh, occasionally nude, but most of the time I prefer boxers. Every now and then, Casey's kids show up and I'm like, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, <apparently."> uncomfortable.
5: I want to sleep with Uncle Nick. Mm-hmm. All right. How well, about you? How yeah. about,
3: you about, about you guys? Yeah.
7: Come on. Alex, Alex, Alex said no. <laughs> <He> said, uh, <laughs> yeah. Come on, Mike. No, I, uh,
3: naked. With Nick? a weighted
8: blanket that Dr. Oz Oh, Oh.
5: Yeah. Wow. Weighted blankets that are helps. nice. Okay. And you, Alex? Yeah. Alex?
2: Oh, I'm yes. I like. To, I get cold, so I need to have full pants, t-shirts, yes. socks. Yes, Alex, I'm with you. <laughs> uh
6: huh. Yeah,
2: it's very sexy. Right. <laughs>
8: <laughs> what an image. <laughs> Thank you guys. See right. you next you. week. Good day,
1: everybody. It is eight uh, o'clock. see you
0: guys. All right, so there you go. Um, we, you know what? Yeah, let's do the bizarre file because we're ready to go. Now, WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre. Brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. So, all right, we'll start with this idiot, uh, Christopher James Callad. Excuse me. He's been uh, serving time in Monroe County Jail in the Florida Keys under charge of failing to register as a sex offender since September. And on Thursday, he attacked... His 57-year-old cellmate beating him so badly that he knocked two of the other man's teeth out Uh. and broke one of his ribs. And the reason for Callen's rage, he told deputies, was because his cellmate, quote, passes gas too often and doesn't give any courtesy flushes when using the toilet. So he beat the (sighs) crap out of him. I don't want to have to sign with the child. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) Uh, The other man, whom the sheriff's office did not name, was taken to the Lower Keys Medical Center for treatment for his injury. That Obviously, Could, this guy's going to face more charges.
5: Courtesy flush thing is essential. Yep. You do it. I do it all the when time. When I come in the bathroom and you're already flush, in there, I yeah. hear it flush. Absolutely. Yep. So you do it. Yep.
0: All right. This is an odd bear story. Melanie Porter lives in British Columbia. She was smoking a cigarette on her front porch recently when she was approached by a wandering bear that licked her hand.
3: What? Can I, uh, I bum one of those?
0: Uh, the <laughs> incident. Virginia swims. The incident happened Thursday, and Porter said that she realized it was a bear. Well, once she realized it was a bear... Why don't we shake this inside? She decided to just sit still, and that's when the bear wandered up to her and sniffed and licked her hand. Pew. Uh The bear oh, eventually... Like you smell like burned rubber. Uh, <laughs> ...backed off, and Porter rushed inside her house. Jesus. You British stink. British Columbia is believed to be home to one quarter of the entire population of black bears in Canada. That could have gone south quickly. Mm. A trash bin from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, has made its way across the Atlantic Ocean. Keith McGreal, who lives along Ireland's west coast, said that he found the blue trash can in Morane County Mayo on Sunday. I uh, said, we spotted the stickers and thought that it would be a good news story. Amazing to think that it traveled all the way across the, the Atlantic. That's astonishing. Uh, the trash bin became somewhat weathered throughout the journey, but the city of Myrtle Beach's logo is still clearly seen on it. It's amazing. Uh, the city of Myrtle Beach said on Facebook, we don't think it's possible to tell when it went missing, but it probably was during a windstorm event. We typically remove trash containers from the beach before a hurricane, but this one apparently had a mind of its own. Uh, McGreal said that the bin is being used as a trash receptacle on the remote stretch of beach where it was found.
7: In Wildwood, Steve, I hate it because the trash cans are red. uh, No, I'm sorry. The recycling cans are red and the trash cans are blue. It makes no sense whatsoever. Okay, because the the recycle is usually blue. Exactly.
0: A raunchy couple filmed themselves bonking behind the altar of a Belgian church, prompting mass outrage. Bonk? Okay. Yeah, they were having sex. Belgian bonking. Uh, Disgusted staff at the Catholic church were forced to cleanse the scene with holy water following the X-rated romp. Uh, The video was filmed at St. Mikkelskirk Church in the city of Brie. In the footage, the couple can be seen having sex behind the church altar. The man can be seen filming with one hand while occasionally groping his partner's waist with the other. In a related story, Brie is a delicious type of cheese. <laughs> it is unclear when the video was filmed or by who, but it started. Uh, but it first started doing the rounds on WhatsApp uh, before spreading on social media. That used to be a thing for a while. Remember they were having issues with people sneaking in and wanting to... <laughs> to it on the altar. I messed around in a church one time. Did you? Yeah, at night when it was closed. Really? This girl broke into it, yeah. Ooh. It was her church. She wanted to go there. It was really weird. Was she a uh, preacher's daughter? No. Was she a holy roller? No. She's the one that did my exams for me. Right? Oh, my God. Oh, she God. She, figured yeah. she wrote my term <laughs> papers for me. This way you could confess to using her and uh, uh, get the act done in one shot. She might have given me a handy in that church. I'm
5: not <gasps> oh,
8: sure. Oh, yeah, man. it was pretty weird. Dinner. <laughs>
0: Uh, The police are investigating the incident as pornography in a public place and uh, dissemination of the images. A stolen street sweeper led Richmond, Indiana police on a pursuit Sunday morning. We can't call it a high-speed change, (laughs) right? No, and it wasn't. So the, the, the police say third shift officers were called in to respond on a report of a person driving a piece of heavy machinery recklessly. Police said the driver, identified as Sammy Allen was reported to be swerving at people like he was trying to hit them and driving through residential yards. Ah! It was it was it was ah! all- <laughs> It was also reported that Allen struck other vehicles, however, officers did not locate any damaged vehicles. Officers located the street sweeper, which was later found to be stolen from a construction company. Hmm. Police said that Allen then led officers on a pursuit of very low speeds of 10 to 15 miles per hour. For just over an hour as he drove through the city, (laughs) Allen struck a garage several times, causing the garage to partially collapse. Officers say Allen almost flipped the sweeper over while striking the garage. And listen to this. Police actually deployed spike strips but were unsuccessful because Alan was going so slow he could maneuver around them. Uh, so, he, they, so the spike strips don't work on the street sweeper because it goes too slow and you can go around them.
5: So we're watching the footage. It's pretty hilarious. I'd have to say, though, at, at a this goes faster than most... Street sweepers I've seen. You they said know? it was
0: only going 15 miles an hour. Okay, yeah. Uh, Allen re- reportedly swerved at one officer who was attempting to set up the spike strips, causing the officer to seek cover. Uh, the pursuit ended when Allen went into the river on the street sweeper. Uh. Police say the street sweeper became disabled and Allen attempted to flee on foot. He was apprehended by police uh, with assistance from a sheriff's deputy sheriff's department canine unit, you'll never get me. He was tra- well, listen, he wasn't giving up. He was transported for injuries to his arm from the canine apprehension wow. as well as other facial injuries from the struggle with the other officer. so he wasn't he wouldn't give it in, man. He I, we assume we he wanted that street sweeper. The police department said that they will request multiple charges, including vehicle theft, resisting law enforcement, leaving the scene of an accident. And reckless driving as well. Think about it in the
5: long run. What would you do if your main form of conveyance was a street sweeper?
0: What would you do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you take that to work two hours early for work, I guess. (laughs) Wow. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, Bourbon and Branch is here. They are here because Marissa Magnata and the MM Army will be there tomorrow night in Northern Liberties for the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. It's from seven to nine PM. And while you're there, you can win a pair of tickets, watch the birds take on the Giants. Yeah. December, December 26th, day after Christmas. And also a signed Dallas Goddard football, courtesy of Bud Light. And you can click on events at WMMR.com for details. For the 12th caller, we'll give you a $25 gift card to Bourbon & Branch, 215-263-WMMR. By the way, they brought vegan chili, jalapeno cornbread, which would be great in the vegan chili, I'm guessing. That's right. Uh, uh, birria tacos and... Pizzas from Pizza Gut, oh, man. which they actually make. They have the Pizza Gut recipe and they make them there at Bourbon and Branch. Take the wrong week to give up sniffing glue. And these are, uh, <laughs> these are those Detroit style pizzas. Yes, really good. Are, oh my God, yummy. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back in a moment and we're going to have Paula Poundstone joining us in a little while as well as Sebastian Maniscalco. In fact, Sebastian's going to be next, so stay with us for the iPad. You know, we couldn't do the Camp Out for Hunger without all our sponsors. Did they make it
4: happen? We couldn't do it without them.
9: 93.3 WMMR. Highlighting
4: our valued partners, the local businesses who donate products and services that help make Camp Out for Hunger
2: happen. Hey, it's Laura from Spurs Fuel and Heating. For the fourth year running, Spurs is happy to donate the diesel fuel that powers the generators and other equipment that keep the Camp Out speakers blaring, the heaters running, and more. And this year, we're also contributing over 100 pounds of food for Philabundance. Spurs is a family-owned fuel delivery company that helps businesses across the Philadelphia region power their equipment with quality, clean diesel. We also provide heating oil and HVAC services for homeowners throughout Delaware County. Preston, Steve, and the MMR crew go the extra mile for the community, and that's why we're so proud to be their fuel partner for Camp Out.
4: Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger.
9: Find out how you can make a difference at WMMR.com.
4: This message brought to you by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Um,
0: seven or eight minutes or so, we're expecting a call from uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, so we got a little time to kill uh, before we get him on board. And Casey, you said you had a question of sorts or something? I do, like
7: that? and this might. Uh... Is
0: it calculus? <laughs> <laughs> it is not calculus. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be a test today. Yeah, no. So uh,
7: I'll uh, be your proctor. It is a question, and listen, this this might last thirty seconds. All right, well, let's uh, find or, out, or we might actually have a debate over this. Um, okay. But it's kind is of it a sport or not a sport. Well, it's kind of along the lines of right. is, is a hot dog a sandwich? Okay, right. all right. I'm always intrigued by those. But my daughter asked me this question yesterday, and uh, we had uh, differing opinions or differing thoughts on this question. So my question to you first is, do you want? Uh, to answer it, it, it A or B, or do you want to just give me your answer of what you think this is? I'd I, rather just I have, give an answer. Yeah. Yes, I have no frame of context. Sorry, yeah. I agree with Okay, yeah. what color is a tennis ball? Yellow.
6: Green. Yep.
7: Green. It's green. No, it's yellow. <laughs>
6: There you go. <laughs> Good job, King. You, you
5: can get different colored tennis balls. Standard. Now,
0: no, I've always known them to be yellow. Yeah. Um, yellow and fuzzy. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of them right now, and that's yellow. That's green. That's green. That's green. Wow. <laughs> I'm seeing yellow. <laughs> No, what did you I,
7: say I, I said green and my, my daughter said yellow. Now, okay. now
0: looking at looking at these pictures, I mean there there is a greenish tint that is in there, but I certainly see a stronger representation of yellow. <laughs> well, than we don't green. need
2: to look at the picture. I mean, we all know what a standard tennis yeah, ball Yeah, I would looks say like, yellow so.
0: without hesitation.
2: And we would say green without hesitation. Wow, and
0: an extremely
8: yeah. light green. It's
2: yeah. yes. called yes.
0: optic yellow.
8: That's yes. the actual name. Optic yellow. Of right.
2: the tennis ball? Yes. yes. Oh, really?
8: I'd say mm-hmm. it's yellowish green, but I would say I mean, I did. I we can do a we can, yeah. we can. Marissa is on it already. All right. It yeah. says here the
5: unmistakable shade of the tennis ball is officially called Optic Yellow wow. by the ITF, which is the International Taco Field Then, <laughs> <laughs> <Ta-da. laughs> Optic Yellow uh, led to the online color encyclopedia Color Hexa, classifying it as such. Uh, the shade is listed as hashtag CCF100 and marked as fluorescent yellow or electric lime. Yeah, but you went no, lime,
0: electric
2: electric lime. Green. Well, okay? See, yeah. yeah. Now right. you're confusing us. Yes.
5: Yeah. It
7: didn't say electric lemon.
0: No, but it did no, say optic yellow. Yeah, yeah, I agree yeah, with yeah. the fact that that's a uh yeah. a shade of green, so uh but I would never look at a tennis ball and go, "Oh wow, that's green." No, it's just it's yellow in mm. my my eyes literally.
6: <laughs> my
5: eyes. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh to mm-hmm. me that's that's the way it should be, I, but I guess we all have. That's various, the way they grow in nature. I guess you know? we all
0: have various degrees of uh, color interpretation. You know, sure. I mean, because you have colorblind people who can't tell, you know, green from red, uh, and so we might have very, very minute. Differences in that regard. It's like that dress. Remember that dress? Oh my god. No, room god! For a while. Yeah, the white dress. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
7: But I, I'm in. And, and so, Kathy, you might Nobody be in that blue. I'm surprised. <laughs> don't oh, you mean the blue one? You mean the blue one? <laughs> no, it was uh, white and gold, right? Not, not blue and black. I right.
8: saw. I saw them blue and black. Right. Yeah.
7: Um, but, uh, Kathy, you might be able to uh, see along with, with this. My, my wife with uh, with colors and hints of colors within colors, uh, because we had to pick colors out, and so you have these grays that have like apparently hints of tan or something in them or grays right, right, right. that have hints of blue yep okay that's where like you completely and totally lose me on that
0: hmm. yeah mean- yeah absolutely when when you start oh, to going to to shades of uh, of a, a color like a blue and get into turquoise and and cerulean and what a, you know don't freaking know those things <laughs> well, I, I have no idea
2: especially with paint colors if that's what you're talking about case I don't know if that's it but like paint colors you can yeah. th- that's like you very can, detailed because it's like so. how much uh, you know gray goes into it or brown goes into it I
8: think we all went to or many of us went to the Chicago Institute the Art Institute yeah. and and I went with my girlfriend my girlfriend is an artist and so she was pointing out colors in paintings that I had I had I couldn't see them at all and until she said look here because that's actually a blue The way that I would see it is... That's a shadow that you're looking at. You know, it's it's a dark part of the painting, right? But right. she would point out indiv- and, and so and her mind and her eye is trained to see actual paint colors, yeah. Whereas mine is trained to see sort of the big picture of what I'm looking at. Here is a, a guy standing in front of a tree, and behind that guy is a shadow.
0: Artists sees shapes and shades, yeah. in in ways that I could never Very be able to do that. Like a b, there,
8: there was a guy, there was a,
0: a, a, and I used to get a kick out of watching. I think it was on it was a Twitter or Instagram. He had an account where so when you go to the paint store. And you get a color, a shade. Uh, It starts with white. Yes. Yes. And then they, they put in the tints. And so, have you yeah. seen the video of this guy? Mesmerizing. Yeah. So he'll sit there and he'll watch as they're putting the tints in. He's like, "Okay, that's uh, uh, that's crimson. That's blah blah blah. This and that." And, and they they put like six different things into the white. And he goes, "All right." And then they close it and they 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 start to shake. He's like, "Okay, uh, that is going to be a eggshell yellow or something like that." Uh-huh. And then they they open it up. go, like, Oh my god! He like freaks. <laughs> it's insane. Out. He freaks out and he nails it. It's a really funny account to watch and i'm sure it's on tiktok sure
5: it's a way of discerning what's going to be the dominant color what's going to offset the other colors Uh, and that's why these apps now where you can hold them up to a uh, to a paint in your room a painted uh, you know a wall or whatever or anything that you want it can determine with specificity the uh like it'll say okay this this brand of paint offers this color you know here, and yeah. and you can make it much more exact than trying to approximate.
0: Yeah, right.
7: yeah. Um, question for you guys uh, and anybody on on YouTube right now: What color is my phone?
8: Uh, Why well, blue? But like, like a baby blue, powder yeah, blue, blue. Yeah, yeah. It's green. <laughs> Aqua blue. Is that how it's sold? That's it, how it's green? sold. It's sold as green.
5: Um, I think yeah. there's yeah. also a different. You know, we all perceive things slightly differently. Little... That to see, me, that looks more grayish.
8: Green. Yeah.
5: yeah. I see blue. It's this like is sold, a this blue.
0: Sold this was sold under a green. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? That's why I got it. I love the green It's my favorite color. Hold, hold it up.
5: <laughs>
0: That's a very 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 light green if you're going to call it green. Yeah, cuz if you show me the color green I'd and hold it. it next to this, it's not even in the same family in my eyes.
7: Yeah, it does wow. this, it's the same thing with like the the Cowboys uh pants. Right. Uh some
5: people's pants are
8: blue or gray or green, but some people yeah. see something green. else, right? They see silver. Yes. With the cowboy's pants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. A
0: crock of crap.
8: Right. We're Hang being on. had. The man uh, is keeping us down.
0: Mike worked at an eye center, so let me go to him. Hi, Mike. Good morning.
11: Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks,
0: dude. What's up, man?
11: Hey, so I used to work at uh, Will's Eye Hospital in Center City there, and when the dress, is it white, is it blue, it, you know, that whole yeah. thing came out. Um The doctors actually put out, like, a fun little newsletter, like, explaining how this works. So, inside your cornea, the lens of your eye, there are these very, very small little uh, cones. Yes. And that helps you perceive color through the lens of your eye. Now, much like a fingerprint, everybody's is different. So, the way they explained it to us, in, in layman's terms, basically, is when you look at, say, the tennis ball, you know, Preston, you may pick up more of the yellow pigmentation because your cones are shaped differently as Look opposed you. to Nick who is picking up the green or, or right. what have you. So it it's kind of unique per person. Now whether that's what they intend when they call it, you know, electric lime or whatever, or Casey's phone being green or baby blue or whatever, right. it it, you know, it's it's basically the perception. It's the eye of the beholder, for lack of a better. term. Right, right.
0: Well, but somebody's got to come up with a name for those right. colors.
11: You know what I mean? Some so, drunken fool. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but it's, but that's guys why we some messed up cones. I, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah.
5: You and your freaking cones. Cones are. But screwed. it's why
2: we're so. Um, Thanks, Mike. You know, like Thank convinced you. that that's the color because that's what we see.
0: Yeah, I know. yeah, exactly. Well, I always look through the eyes of love. <laughs> Tennis balls are yellow. <laughs> yeah. Done. Yeah, they're Done. They're green. They're green. <laughs> they're oh they're green. My <laughs> God, I never ever would think that they were. Somebody would call them green. But there you go. Our guest is on the line. He's ready to go. Last time in our area at the Borgata NAC uh, over the summer. And now he's headed back to here, Philadelphia, right in the heart of it, at the Wells Fargo Center. This show is Wednesday, November 24th. You can get tickets at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. He always sells that place out. Please give some love to Mr. Sebastian Maniscalco
12: up I just love the area so much guys I got to keep going you
0: just gotta well, keep bad. coming back you are loved
12: I mean
5: that the Wells Fargo that and now we just sort of say it with uh, you know oh he's that's where he's gonna be and uh <laughs> does do, do you ever now at this point still step out in, a, in an arena that size and go holy hell! wow
12: yeah I mean listen, I didn't get into the business to do arenas i mean, I didn't think that was on that wasn't on the vision board but uh for <laughs> me uh it's it's crazy i mean uh, I started on a little club out there called Helium uh-huh. uh, in Philadelphia, and on wednesday night i but re- twenty one people in the audience, and uh, you know twenty of them were comps so
5: uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let me you know listen it's well deserved you work your, you're hilarious yeah. you work the craft you you really invest the time and it it's it's the uh, proper reward for what you do uh, i I have to take the uh opportunity though to tell you and Preston and I have been talking about this you you are a hell of an actor yeah. uh we saw uh, you know uh, green, book. In, in green book and yeah. the irishman i mean you're 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 uh, this is a career that I think is going to pull you away from stand up a bit is it is it getting uh more difficult to juggle Acting stuff with the stand up as, as your career is evolving.
12: Here's the whole thing. I don't even know if I should say this. It might kill opportunities in the future. But I just did a movie, um, for, uh, and t- for two months, this is the longest I've ever been on a movie set. And being a comedian, going to acting—I mean, it's just a whole different muscle. I mean, comedy—you're doing, you know, what yeah. you're doing, and uh, you're getting immediate response. In the movie, you know, uh, if you're doing a comedy, they yell "cut," and I'm looking <laughs> around. I'm like.
0: Anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> Listen, you know Rodney Dangerfield that when he when he did uh, Caddyshack, yeah, thought he was just tanking because he'd never done he'd never delivered lines right. without getting the feedback, and it confused the hell out of him.
12: Yeah, no, it, it's 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 right because for a comedian, the the validation of what you're doing is the is the laughter, and then when it doesn't come, you know, the director's like.
6: Moving on. <laughs> oh my god.
12: Oh, no.
5: God, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. You make a good point because a friend of the show is Adam McKay and and when he directs he he has mentioned that he will laugh. He, that that so they might maybe they may might blow a take on on the first time or first couple of times uh but but to the comedic actor it's okay. You're you're in, on the right track here. So I think it would be really um, alarming if you were doing this intentionally funny stuff. That's actually meeting with silence. That would throw you off.
12: No, it definitely did. And in the movie I just did, I had to get emotional and cry. Now, I've never done this on film, although I'm a sensitive guy, and uh, I have no qualms admitting I love to marinate in my own tears (laughs) in real life. (laughs) Is,
5: Is this the film, is this about my father, the movie you've been working on?
12: Yeah, yeah, this is the movie that I uh, co-wrote with Austin Earle, loosely based on my life. Uh, it's basically a love story between a father and a son. Father's played by Robert De Niro. And, wow. Uh, I met him in The Irishman, and now he's playing my father, which is another mind-blower. And And De Niro is so into the... To the character, you know, he wanted my father to come out to Oklahoma where we was filming a movie, so he could study my father. Now, my father is an Italian immigrant from Sicily, and uh, you know, of course, the first question he he was asking is, "How much am I going to get paid for that?" I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's a smart man.
14: <laughs>
12: <laughs> this
14: is a movie with Benello, and you're worried about a salary?
12: <laughs> so, uh... that's the work ethic.
6: Did,
0: Did they get along, Sebastian? Yeah, they did. You
6: know, cool. I
12: mean, uh, my dad's a hairstylist, so De Niro wanted to know how to do highlights because in the movie, he's doing people's hair. And uh, my dad is on set with me teaching Robert De Niro uh, mm-hmm. how to give a woman highlights in a salon. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting there looking at this going, man, 24 years ago when I moved out to Los Angeles, if you would have told me my father was be teaching De Niro highlights <laughs> yeah. in the middle of Alabama, I would have laughed in your
6: face. It's
5: <laughs> astonishing. But it's it's cool and it's funny when I and I was reading about the the movie and you you working on it and the, the, this this evolution, uh, the the thing the the father son dynamic is such a complex one and you see, we've been seeing it pop up a lot lately in the, in all sorts of pop culture stuff uh, and um, and so. Did did you go through the normal trajectory with your dad of, of, you know, uh, rebellious and then sort of appreciating or, you know, obviously the movie will spell this out, I'm sure, in, in much greater detail. But what's what's your relationship been like with your father over the years?
12: So my dad and I I mean he was working uh, pretty much uh, a lot when I was a kid, so i didn 't really see him um, growing up you know i mean it 's not like today 's father where today 's father is super highly involved in the kid's life My right. father was uh, you know working uh, fifteen hours a day and uh, and then we started to have a really deep relationship over soccer I started playing soccer and he was a goalie back in Sicily, so uh-huh. we kind of related over sports and then subsequently after that moved out to Los Angeles to pursue comedy, he thinks he's a bit of a comedian because he's a hairstylist and he's constantly making his his clients laugh. So of course, this guy's got notes on everything I do. Uh, What's funny? What's not funny? Why aren't you saying this? Why aren't you saying that? But my relationship with my father is, I mean, really, really good. I mean, we're we're buddies. He comes out to Los Angeles probably two, three times a year. I go back there. I'm going back for Thanksgiving right after Philadelphia. So uh, yeah, it's been a really, really great ride with him and uh you know he's uh, my biggest fan and also my biggest critic
6: hey
0: did you get your sense of style from him because you have a very you have a very stylish look about you sebastian or did you pick that up somewhere else i'm not gonna brag okay <laughs> <laughs> but,
12: um i was named best dressed in eighth grade oh! oh! z cavarici's yeah, I- <laughs> I had the calves. I had the beautiful Giorgio Bertini slip on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, uh... <laughs> And I wore that around like a badge of honor, you know. Like most most uh, uh, people or most parents would get proud if the kid made the honor roll. Uh, My parents were thrilled that I won best dress. My mother was like on cloud nine. She's like, I told you those slacks were beautiful. I'm wearing slacks. I
6: don't
12: even know if they use that word anymore. You you
5: must have looked like a like a club comic or like a Vegas you know club comic in the eighth
12: grade. Oh, yeah. I mean, I carried that look throughout college, so much so (laughs) where on the career day where we went around to hand out resumes, I showed up. I mean, you're supposed to show up in like a blue suit. That's kind of the standard business look. Right. And uh, I'm walking around with a Beautiful silver Italian double-breasted wedding suit <laughs> with a red handkerchief pocket like chest plate. I mean, it was stunning, but no one called me back for an interview. <laughs>
7: Sebastian, I have a a, a funny—I oh, don't know—you can de- determine whether it's funny or not. Uh, story from over the summer. You when you were playing at the Borgata. Uh, I got a message, a late message from uh, friends over at, at Live Nation saying, hey, do you want to go see Sebastian and perhaps meet you backstage at the Borgata? Now, I was down the shore, so my my friend pool down the shore is very, very limited. I don't, ha- you know, I don't have a lot of people I can call. So <laughs> I had, like, one guy, and I go, hey, do you want to go see Sebastian tonight? And he goes, yeah. no, that's all right, ask Preston. And Preston was unavailable. Okay, so... He finds out a couple of days later on that I wasn't talking about Sebastian Bach, that I was talking about oh, Sebastian oh my Maniscalco, my and he was so mad because had he known or realized that it was Sebastian Maniscalco, he would have dropped everything and gone and seen you at the Borgata. How do you immediately jump to Sebastian Bach? I know, seriously. Well, I think Sebastian Bach might have been playing in and around the same time in Philadelphia, and he's like, nah, thanks, I'm good, ask Preston. oh God.
6: Geez,
12: I mean, I, normally uh, Seb- Sebastian and Bach go Hand in hand, you just say Sebastian Bach. There, just kind yeah. of one, right. yeah. one name. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Tell him, tell him Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, yeah coming no, to the okay. Fargo Center yeah. on the twenty fourth.
5: It's a make good. <laughs> yep. I want to ask you, uh, Sebastian. I you you bought a house right before the pandemic, and and you bought a celebrity's house. Did yeah. you not?
12: Yes, yeah, so I bought Gwen Stefani's house. Right, and huh. uh, listen. It's it's on the Hollywood uh, celebrity tour bus route. Uh-huh. So so I'm uh, I'm I'm coming home and the bus is pulled over and as I'm I'm coming uh, past the bus, there's like that's Gwen Stefani. They're still using Gwen <laughs> Stefani house, right? So, <laughs> so they haven't even changed it over because in my head, I I I think what they did was they said, listen, house has been sold to some guy. Named Sebastian Maniscalco. Uh, to see if that flies on the tour. So they must have said Sebastian Maniscalco, comedian, and the whole bus must have said who? <laughs> and uh, the driver probably switched it back to stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I,
5: I will verify oh, that house. they're
12: I'm just living in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there
5: are a number of houses on those tours that are no longer yeah owned by the celebrities sure. that they ascribed them to, but it's they're going for the money shot. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's part of the
12: deal. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm not big enough to be on the celebrity tour
0: yet. <laughs> Sebastian, you're in on the 24th. Uh, what? Uh, now, listen, I, um, I dated a girl who was Italian one time and went to, uh, uh, we were dating around uh, Thanksgiving. We yeah. went to their house for Thanksgiving. Good big God, yeah. the Italian Thanksgiving is a feast, at least in my experience. Yeah. Um, do you do a big uh, family gathering for Thanksgiving, or are you too busy?
12: No, uh, we go with to, to my wife's mother's house. She loves Thanksgiving. However, this year I'm going to go to my father's house. Now, I asked my father, what are you having? He says we're, we're having mussels and steak. Now, I don't know if the pilgrims had this on the menu, but my father's completely off uh, when it comes to, 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 to Thanksgiving. Mussels
5: today. and steak. What, what's that? He said mussels and steak, are that's his Thanksgiving meal.
12: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, typically it's traditional, but this year it's going to be, um, it's going to be very Italian. My father doesn't like turkey, and to be honest with you, I don't either. Okay. How many times are we going to have this, uh, (laughs) You know, year in year out, we have the turkey, and then you're on the couch taking a nap. Uh, I wouldn't mind taking a few muscles down. And, uh, are people still throwing the football around on Thanksgiving? Do people still do that? Or? Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, We have we have some friends that get out and do this uh, Thanksgiving Day football thing, so it still happens.
5: You know what I'll say this though, Sebastian. I, I went years ago to a fully classic, you know, the 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 the, the, the soup to nuts, uh, literally soup to nuts, you know, meal. And I, I think it is, I remember it as being the most food I've ever consumed in one sitting. I mean, it is unbelievable amount of food. Is that how you grew up with that kind of food
12: intake? Yeah, no, it, it, it continued uh, throughout the rest of my life. I mean, I, 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 I'm the type of guy that I got to finish the plate. My wife, you know, she's got stuff left over. I cannot, especially going to a restaurant, Yeah. I cannot leave food on the plate. So uh-huh. if my wife has her meal left, I go, give me it. And then I'll, <laughs> oh, I'll, no. me That's it. That's the way my father was. My yeah. father, he was so conscious about money and whatnot. If, if our family didn't eat, he would take all of the unfinished meals. And by the end of the, the night at the dinner table, he had like six plates in front of him. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the attitude I take with food. Although, uh, I'm, I'm kind of 48 years old and, uh, we got heart disease in the family. So I can't, I can't. Like, you gotta watch it.
5: Do, 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 would a doggy bag ever make the cut or did you have to eat it right there?
12: Uh. Yeah, there was no doggy bags growing up. We <laughs> ate it kind of in uh, in the in the restaurant. Although okay. uh, I don't know, man, the, the doggy bags. I don't mind it. Uh, my my wife, uh, however, she doesn't uh, she doesn't eat leftovers. Which I don't know. I
2: don't, I don't know what else <laughs> she's When we when we go out to eat as a group, like as a family, and there's a bunch of us, my dad will say, "No, I'm I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it." And then he shows up. I'm not kidding. He shows up at the end of the meal and eats everyone's leftovers, oh so he doesn't God. have to pay for it oh my oh god, my
12: god. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good gig Smart, man.
0: Smart. <laughs> wow wow uh well listen it's uh it's exciting that you're coming back to the wells fargo center uh this is going to be november 24th 8 p.m is the show and tickets are available at wells fargo center philly.com. i think that'd be a great thing to slide right into the next day go to thanksgiving yeah uh that's going to be that's going to be a great time uh to get the family together go see uh, sebastian and, and just have a blast but uh, listen, man. Thanks for everything. We'll look for that movie uh, about my father. Any idea? Any timetable on that? Or is, is it uh, probably
12: there? looking at next year late. Some probably okay. around this time next year. All so, right, uh, check that out. And guys, I appreciate you having me on the show.
0: Oh, anytime, ma'am. We appreciate it. Sebastian Maniscalco, yeah. guys. Yeah. Take care, man. Have a good Thanksgiving. Uh, De Niro's playing his dad. Yeah. Uh, that how wild? Wild. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, and he was great in Green Book. Like you were saying, that's a movie that I, I got on way too, like a couple of years after it came out. That's and I was a like, really good Oh, my movie. God, that's him. Yeah. And I was like, he's really good in he's- this. Vigo Viggo Mortens' uh, buddy. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we should take a break because we do have another uh, comedian we're going to talk to. Paula Poundstone's going to be on the show. But let's give away some goodies because we have a $25 gift card uh, for Bourbon and Branch. Uh, the Bourbon and Branch Pub is where Marissa is going to be. And it will be Thursday night and it is for the Bud Light little Thursday night gathering that we do. And you can come out because the uh, Thursday night kickoff will be your opportunity to score some birds tickets, all right? Ooh. Custom uh, WMMR and Bud Light t-shirts as well, along with signed birds merchandise. Uh, Marissa's air tomorrow from 7 to 9. And let's take caller number 9 at 215-263-WMMR. If you didn't get all the details now, you just go to uh, events at WMMR.com. You'll find it all out. We'll be back in a
4: moment. Stay with us. Join Marissa from the Preston & Steve Show tonight from 7 to 9 at Bourbon & Branch. The MM Army is coming to your neighborhood. Tonight from 6 to 8, the MM Army rocks Bailey's Bar & Grill. 6922 Bristol-Emily Road in Levittown with a Preston & Steve's Christmas Miracle Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition Pre-Party. Enter for a chance to win a seat at the big event on December 17th at Parks Casino. Hang with Jackie Bam Bam and Toys for Tots at local IBEW 654's Union Hall tomorrow from 11 to 1. Donate a new unwrapped toy to provide happiness to disadvantaged children during this holiday season. Info at IBEW654.net. Join Marissa Magnata Sunday for a Birds Watch Party at Sports and Social Inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia, your game day headquarters. Win sports and social gift cards and more.
0: We love our next guest, and she's going to be at the Sellersville Theater next Thursday. The show is at 8 p.m. And uh, we're doing this via Zoom. She's looking very stylish this morning. The only thing missing from her fedora is a little card that says press on it, because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like one of those. But we, were, we are so happy to welcome Paula Poundstone. Yeah! This hey, Paula. It's my
10: press hat. That's exactly what <laughs> it is. Your press hat. I, you know, your press I, hat. I, I hate a morning where the skulky, what is it? The skulkle. Is
6: it? <laughs> That
10: yeah. call, yeah. I that Boy, Cassie had nothing but bad news this yeah.
5: morning. <laughs> and it's all the one plane. I, I have to tell you, Paula, i i years ago, um, when I was interested to start to even entertain the notion of stand-up comedy, you were one of the first comedians um in that um in that capability uh, that i thought was just coming up with really inventive stuff and i used to quote lines of yours all the time and like wow you could structure a joke that way and uh, i remember in particular your story about your friend who was uh, right. taught how to go swimming by being thrown into the lake and uh oh,
10: that's my mother yes yeah yeah, yeah. my mother always, oh, always told me that, she told, me that bad, told me that that'd way i swim oh. someone took her out in a boat and threw her into the lake and uh, I said, Mom, they weren't trying to teach you to swim. <laughs> I, I said, how do you explain the burlap sack?
5: <laughs> We're getting a little We're bit of a a little... feedback loop here, Paula. Okay, let's see if we can correct that. Case, is there anything that can be done? Yeah, right. I don't yeah, I can
10: get, um, I can show you these cats. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, okay oh,
6: that's gonna that help. Yeah, that
0: helps. Okay. I saw, yes, I saw your cats walking behind you when we started the interview. <laughs> what are their names, that by was... the way, Paula?
10: That's probably the best way
6: to take care
0: of that
10: problem. There we go. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is my tech cat right here. Oh, you've got a
0: tech cat. <laughs> oh, you have to have a tech cat.
10: How,
5: how many cats do you have, Paula?
10: Wait a minute. It might help if I show you this dog. Oh, oh, now, we, dog. now we see a dog. <laughs> sick. All right, that's a badly trained dog. Right
0: yeah, there. yeah, the dog will not um, sit.
10: I was coming in. This is my bedroom, by the way. I sleep right there on the
0: floor. Ah, um,
10: I ca- I was coming in here to get some headphones. Oh, ah, uh-huh. there you go. That will and help. That's not going to make as much difference. Well,
5: as- I'll say right now, the room that you moved out of, you—it's much better now. We're not getting the feedback. Yeah, this is this
0: signal
10: single- weird. Yeah, maybe it's because I'm in the living room.
0: Yeah, know, maybe. Hey, I have a question. You you legitimately sleep on the floor, Paula?
10: Yeah.
0: And why is that?
10: You can't fall out of it. Okay. <laughs> I did that for
0: years,
5: and, and I'm not going to say that I was inspired by Paula Boundstone to do it, but I did that for years. A futon mattress on the ground, and you're right. You cannot fall out of bed. No,
6: let me
10: show you something. No, you, you know what? Futon mattresses are for wusses. <laughs> uh, let me show you something. I sleep uh, on the wood floor. There wow.
0: it is. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah my, yeah, my son is the same way. He will sleep on the floor. No padding, no nothing. I don't get it, but he likes it that way.
10: You know, they, <laughs> you know, they keep predicting the apocalypse, and I just want to be ready. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to feel like I can stick and move. Yeah. So a lot of people are going to be like, now where do we sleep? And I'm going to be like, over on this rock. I'm <laughs> uh, and by the way, my dog, there, he... Oh. he got a lot of a lot of animals
5: in my house i i appreciate that i was asking how many cats do you have i have
10: uh well there's one right there yeah it's Uh, another one uh you know i had no idea until i came out of my bedroom but apparently quite a few
0: (laughs) steve has nine cats in his house by the way paula nine cats
10: that explains the noise last night. a <laughs> <laughs> bunch of cats breaking in. Uh, I had two when I went to bed, and,
5: and now you have more. Uh, I have to uh, ask you. Behind you is, there is a, a, over there. <laughs> <laughs> and behind you is a Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz classic picture. Uh, it's a cutout. No,
10: it's a bench.
5: Is it a bench? Oh wow! Wow, yeah, that's it's a
0: cool. Bench. Uh,
5: yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm going to assume you're a massive fan, and if so, are you excited about the Aaron Sorkin movie coming out?
10: No, I don't—you I, know, I—it's I, I, hard to see—I don't
5: know. Nicole Kidman? I, I, you know, it's,
10: it's weird to see them, you know, someone—I I, I don't know how I'll feel about someone depicting them.
5: Right. I mean— yeah.
10: I mean, it, mean, for me, they're a little bit like Muhammad. You don't depict them. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, by the way, I know nothing about religion, so that was just a wonderful
5: one. <laughs> you, but you, it was right. You were spot yeah. on, yeah.
10: Yeah, but technically this, too, is a depiction that yeah. I... Yeah, true. true. yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a beautiful depiction. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's weird to have someone else, you know, play them. Uh,
5: I can't them. understand that. It, it, it's because the one thing you don't want it to do is to lapse into impression territory... And it's such a fine line to walk.
10: Yeah, I think I'd rather just put on a DVD of them.
5: Right, right.
10: You know, uh, uh, which I do. I
5: I wanted to ask you, too, talking about stand-up comedy and going back to, you know, for for years being a fan of yours. You were in a great documentary. Um, It was about the Boston uh, comedy scene. Uh, and uh, God, the um, I'm I'm having a, uh, a lapse in what. There it,
10: was one that Fran Solomita made called. What was it? When, was it when stand up stood out?
5: That's it. Yes, and and you were in that because you were doing stand up comedy in that Boston comedy scene that yielded Colin Quinn and Stephen Wright and Lenny Clark and a whole bunch of names, and it was just it, that was like a legendary time, and you were part of that collective.
10: I was. I was. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I started out when I was nineteen, um, and it's and it's not just because I had nothing else going for me. <laughs> um, I I I uh, I was bussing tables for a living, so it's not like I didn't have a career before me. Right. Um. You know, a lot of guys that started, they were they were like in law school, and then they started being a stand up comic. Um, I, I, I didn't bother having any bigger plans. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, there, I put those headphones in just in case. There we go. I think, honestly, I think it was on your end.
5: (laughs) (laughs) It probably was. We were just trying to pawn it off on you.
10: Yeah. I think, I think you guys have got some cats over there that you're not even identifying. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, yeah. The Boston comedy scene, it was, uh, it was a rough and tumble time. Um, you know, a lot of kind of misogynistic acts, quite frankly, I was not, gr- Steve, not, Stephen, not Stephen Wright. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there were a handful of guys that didn't fit into that uh, category, but the majority certainly did. And by the way, uh, the audience that they cultivated to come out to shows like that. Uh, yeah, I was
5: curious uh, about that because your your stuff was always uh, very bright, and and uh, your your persona was not that. Right. You were part of that collective. Robin Williams took a big liking to you, uh, correct? Was he not a uh, an early fan of yours and and help uh, give you some yeah, advice?
10: Yeah, but you know, at, 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 at Robin was anybody in the business my age. Or younger owes a huge debt of gratitude to Robin Williams because he, he, you know, he didn't invent stand up comedy. I mean, I assume stand up comedy has been around since before we came out of the caves. Yeah. Um, uh, But but Robin reignited audience interest in that form of entertainment. And uh, in doing so, and part of it is because he was an attention whore uh he showed up at every club, yeah you know there's it, it, I don't care how rinky dinks the club, Robin would go from you know some three thousand seat amphitheater uh and then, in the you know he'd have a date there that he sold out and then he, and then, in the middle of the night, he would go to you know uncle Funny's yuck house <laughs> uh and so every every club manager in the in the in the country somewhere in his office had a picture of Robin williams on their you know on their club stage. Robin was the tasmanian devil of stand up comedy he just showed up everywhere and audiences went out i think a lot of times. In hopes that they would see him, right? And by the way, a lot of times they did. Yeah. And uh, and in the meantime, they saw the rest of us.
5: Well, that, yeah, I remember and- there being sort of a, a tectonic shift after he gained popularity. I remember you having your HBO special, um, you know, uh, and 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 loving it. And and I, I'm just curious as to because your your stuff, you know, you you have a, a different st- your stage persona, your your material. It seems like people really took to it fairly quickly, but was that the case? Did you have to, did you have to work it? Did you have to find your voice or have you always just been you when you take the stage?
10: Well, when you say fairly quickly, you know, time is, although standardized, relative. Yes.
6: Uh, Yes, true.
10: Yeah. So, I don't know. My son took a course one time and got a... uh, Like some sort of insurance broker's license years ago, and he would always say to me, "It took like eight weeks, something like that, you know." And he would always say, "Like, you know, he's very proud of this, and as well he should have been, I suppose." But he said, uh, "He said, boy, it was a a lot of work and a long haul, but I did it." And I said, "Boy, don't ever say that to anybody." (laughs) (laughs) Two months. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I go, you know, honey, there are people go to school three years. Yeah. are you aware of that? Uh, he, I, you know, so what? You know, it. I would say that it was. Uh, yeah, I, it felt like a long time to me. Uh, you know, struggling, doing uh, open mics. Uh, you know, working away. I, I would, you know, you'd sort of, you'd sort of watch these people bring out around you which was sometimes a little frustrating um uh, you know but in the scope of things looking back was it a terribly long time no and the other thing is the thing about being a stand-up comic is there is no college sometimes there's classes but you know that's just sort of you know that's just sort of running around the kiddie pool when you really should be you know, put your face in the water in the big pool. In the big pool, right. Yeah, it kind of is. I I mean, when they do those classes, it's like you perform to the other people in the class. I'm not sure that... Because to me, uh, stand-up comedy is a relationship with the audience. And if you're having, like, a fake audience, I'm not sure that's that big a help. Um, And you have to work on that relationship. You have to work on how to, you know, how to establish it. I just don't think that happens in a... In a class, the way you learn to be a stand-up comic is I, it, uh, it, it, well. The first thing you do is send me a thousand dollars.
6: No,
5: it's funny you should say that because like, I did I did stand-up, you know, briefly, you know, for a while, and and then people would ask, and, and and to me, and I'd see very seasoned comedians, you know, they would be asked for for advice or to tutor a young comedian, or somebody coming up. And basically, as you were saying, Paula, there, if the audience is laughing and enjoying it, it's working. You know, so, so there's no, you know, there, there's, 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 there's this nuance to it that you, there, there are no hard and fast rules. You know, you can't, that's why a school can't take someone who's bereft of a sense of humor and turn out a seasoned comedian.
10: I think there are some people that are bereft of a sense of humor that do stand up comedy
6: but uh,
10: you know and I'll tell you uh, and if they happen to be listening, I'll tell you how you solve that you send me a thousand dollars let me just give you my address yeah. <laughs> the key to so many things I'm gonna uh, yeah I'm gonna teach one of those online classes um, and just the key to the whole thing is you send me a thousand dollars um by the way, remember when they're on late-night television? You guys are morning radio guys. You haven't seen late-night television in a thousand <laughs> no, years, I yeah. assume. You're getting up when late-night television is on. You'd be
6: surprised. Um,
10: uh, yeah, yeah, no. You know, the thing about morning radio guys, I, when I was growing up, they'd always be like, oh, there was a such-and-such such concert last night. You know, oh, my gosh, what a great concert, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't until I, I became a stand-up comic and I did morning radio that I realized those guys weren't at our late-night concert last night. Yeah. Um, There was a point to this. What the heck was late,
14: it? Late-night late TV.
0: TV, yeah.
10: Oh, remember when the guy would sell the Miracle Water? Sure. Yes!
6: Oh yeah.
0: oh, yeah, we
5: talked about that. Yeah. It was. Oh, my
10: gosh. Is that, like, the most... American thing ever, <laughs> the miracle water. It was and people would go. This okay. This is why people say dumb stuff about the vaccination. This is exactly mm. the mentality. People would say like, I I get the miracle water and then I got a check for five thousand dollars. Well, it, it, assuming that's true, and that's questionable. But assuming that's true, one thing is not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> related to the other,
3: right, right.
10: Y- 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 you know, um, my yeah. That's uh, I don't think that's the scientific method, right? And so it's the same thing. People go, oh, you're gonna get the vaccine, and then you know, and then I fell down on my way to the car. Okay, those are not related. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, by it's... the way, the key when you go get your booster, you got to keep that arm moving, and I don't mean. While they're giving you the booster, that's it's not like a. I, I got um, I got afterwards. My, you got a flap.
5: Yeah, I got my booster, and I was telling Preston that the the, 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 the woman who did it it was at a uh, local pharmacy. I mean, uh, I, I thought I was in England for a darts championship. I mean, it was like that's it was so quick, and like like what what. I mean, just just you oh, know, yeah. stuck me and I right, get out. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was like boom, bang. bang. <laughs> yeah, 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 take wow. it easy. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. was
10: no, there was no comforting recovery period. <clears throat> no,
5: no. no. They, they, she told me to walk around the store for a little bit and then leave. Yeah, uh, but but well, I'm, that's fine. I'm, I'm fine. Marketing. That's <laughs> just a marketing thing. That's t- <laughs> she said if I paid her a thousand dollars, yeah,
6: you know whatever you want. <laughs> yeah,
10: we have. Uh, yeah, well you know America. I don't know. I don't know if our intelligence is on the decline or if we've always been this way. And just recently. Uh, OK, I have somebody that I'm very close to is not someone I can just dump. Right. Someone that I am very close to, someone that I love that um, I asked him if he had gotten vaccinated and he said no. And, and I said, why? And he said, because you've become Magnetic.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I and remember those. He had people. seen
10: things on the internet, the stupid I'd uh, people they go they get the vaccination and then their keys stick to their head. And uh and at first I tried to argue with them, like, no, that's ridiculous. Of course not, it's a fa- it's, yeah. and then I realized, wait a minute, how is that a deterrent?
6: yes not <laughs> it be great? How much time do you want <laughs> looking for your keys? Yeah, Absolutely. Fantastic.
10: People yeah. would be lining up to
0: be magnetic if that were a key. down for that. No. Uh, yeah.
10: Or you're, or you're eating out at a restaurant and you accidentally drop your fork and you have to go wait, or can I have another fork? Wouldn't it be fantastic? if You could drop your fork and then just quickly lower your head and yeah. it pops right on your forehead. It I, might not even make me? it
0: all the way to the floor. It would just zip right well, back. Well, that's up the your whole head. point. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I love on. that positive thinking. It's a great idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've
10: decided to. You know how they say meet people where they are.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Well, listen, we want uh, people to meet you at the Sellersville Theater. The show is next Thursday, eight p.m. If people would like to get tickets, which you absolutely should, you can go to st 94com dot uh, to get the Paula Poundstone ticket. So, Paula, we hope you enjoy your time while you're in our area, and uh, someday when uh, we can get you in the studio, that would be awesome. Okay.
10: I can't wait. I'll tell you what, the best way to get me in the studio... is to send me a thousand dollars. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me just give you my address. All right, we'll, we'll, get,
0: we'll put you on hold and then we'll get that from you. Uh, but, operators oh, yeah. are standing by. They are. They are standing by. All right,
10: by that now. sounds good, you guys. Right, Thank Paula.
0: you so much. Thank, Thank was fun you for talking to you for Woo! coming on this morning, Paula yeah. And she will be at the Sellersville Theater next Thursday, eight p.m. is when the show is, and tickets are available at st94.com if you please.
5: She used to do so. The bit you couldn't quite hear because we're getting a lot of feedback, but. Yeah. the, the the joke was her. Her mother said, "You know, she she learned to swim there. Her uh, her parents brought her out in in the lake and threw her into the water and 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 then." Uh, so no they weren't they weren't trying to teach you to swim because <laughs> wh- when they were shooting at you, was that to teach you to dodge bullets? <laughs> and then she had another line I remember for years it stuck with me about they how they used to drink, you know, out of uh, old grape. Jars, you know, grape uh, jelly jars. Yeah, jelly jars. And she knocked one off the table, and her mother said, "Well, I guess we can't have nice
0: things."
5: (laughs) I I remember stuff
0: was sharp when when she was coming up. I remember other people of that time were like Emo Phillips, yes, and uh, uh, I think like even Tim Allen and stuff like we were just starting to surface on those Rodney Dane. Judy Tanuda, Julie Tanuda, yeah. Uh, and uh, Judy Gold, yeah, yeah, some uh, some great comedians of that era. So it's uh, cool to have her on this morning. Uh, so we have a little bit of time uh, to chit chat, and uh, I saw this interesting uh, article about um, heart health and when you go to bed. Uh, yes, yes. We, we've been we've talked a little bit about sleep today. Uh, yes, that's right. New research published in the European Heart Journal shows that people who fall asleep between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m. Have a lower risk of developing cardiovascular disease than people who fall asleep either before or after that time frame. I, I'm I curious can't... if it has to do with when you wake up in the morning though well mm-hmm. it 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 has to do i think more
5: with you being able to complete the prime time television schedule. oh, right, right, that's what At that eleven is. no uh, that so Preston that' exactly a question I would hold for myself because I do. Go to sleep between ten and eleven every night, more towards eleven. But when I shut off the TV, I am out. Now I wake up at about three thirty-five, three forty. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, I'm not getting um, a classic full night's right. sleep that way. But I never feel tired in the morning, hmm. and I
0: and I and I don't ever really need a nap. And it says here, uh, the study author says, while we cannot conclude. Causation from our study, uh, the results suggest that uh, early or late bedtimes may be more likely to disrupt the body clock. Yes, with adverse consequences for cardiovascular health. Doctor Mike has said, and just
5: recently they found out that naps, longer naps during the day, are actually bad for you like you know like oh, really? something longer I'm than still
7: gonna do 20 minutes
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> something longer than 20 minutes they're yeah.
8: actually bad for you to, to to like clock off an hour and a half 2 hour nap i wonder mm-hmm. if they're bad for you uh, considering our schedule because yeah, i i go to bed at about 10, and 10:30 uh, and get up around 4:15 4:30 uh and so uh, for me naps are almost essential during the week they're probably not the best sleep uh, pattern to get right, in but right. like, i i can't i can't help it yesterday i slept for like uh, 2 hours in the afternoon and you know, and I had a decent night last night, and then went to bed at uh, again at 9:30, 10 o'clock. I've been hitting up at like eight fifteen, man. I love it. Oh, I, I did mean, that
0: I during the bed. Oh, you so know, what what? I have a sleep normally. number bed. I do have a sleep <laughs> number bed. But so do you. I know. And I love go, it. And you go to bed late. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make sleep, rest, that whole thing, uh, a bit of a priority, and making sure that I do get that in because it's you need it, man. Absolutely.
7: You know? I I'm surprised that you say that. Um. You're not tired when you wake up. Because I am tired every time I wake up. Me too. Uh, And and I'm not talking about in the morning, uh, during, like, work weeks. I I slept like a champ from Friday to Saturday last week after after camp out. Champion sleeper. Yes, I am. And I woke up and I slept in on Saturday and I was exhausted. Case, I I, I
5: swear to God, when I wake up, I do not feel, I don't. I'm not yawning. I'm not, uh, you know, like, I I am, again, I've I've made the statement. It's kind of true. I wake up the way Nosferatu did in the silent Mm -hmm. film, like, (laughs) up to my feet. Bounce up, Yeah, right. I don't. And I don't know if that's just me or, or but I mean, I, I do get a, a solid, and I, I say it in the commercials, this is the truth, an uninterrupted night's sleep.
0: I was dead ass tired when I got up this morning. Yeah. I was like, yeah. man. But it's usually like Wednesday. To the, it's Wednesday. By the time I get to
2: the car, I'm okay. Like, once yeah, I'm getting in the car and, and leaving, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're awake, but like, when the alarm goes off and I get out of bed I'm like oh
5: dear. You God. wake up halfway here is what where- <laughs> no.
6: well I, I, think I slam that a cup just <laughs> before I get here.
7: I slam a cup of coffee on my way here and the coffee is right, probably about too. 20 ounces, and it's you know oh. just straight up black coffee and and I finish it by the time I get to the parking lot here and that's when I finally feel awake.
8: We had a study or press and I think you did um um 2 or 3 months ago about uh, not doing the coffee casey but a drinking a glass of water on your uh, like first thing when you wake up. And so I've been doing that now well, and then I so I stop at Wawa every morning before I get here and and grab a cup of coffee there but I drink water from leaving the house until I get to the Wawa and I, it helps I don't know if it's like there's any sign do what do you wake, wake you up? up yeah oh, yeah like okay. get, get my day going well, um,
2: you sh- I, well what I've read is you shouldn't coffee shouldn't be the first thing in your stomach in the morning so right, it's okay good that you drink. I, I drink water. gravy. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, I always. I have drink been... water on the way in. I mean, I've been doing it for years. I don't know if it's done anything for me or not, but um, I kind of feel like that, like acidic, you know, the the acidic, ac- acidic uh, yeah. of a, of coffee will kind of upset your stomach. So mm-hmm. I like to have even, you know, just have a little bit of water. Uh,
5: I'm uh, here for 30. about so I, I get here about four thirty, 430, four thirty five. By the time uh, I have the first, you know, cup of coffee, it's probably around five twenty. So
0: mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, you know. And I've been up for a little bit.
2: You then. drink water too. I drink a lot of time. water. Yeah. yeah, a ton of water. Yeah.
0: What about rubbing one out right when you wake up? Oh I my do. God. That'll put me right, right back. to sleep. Right back. To sleep. Right back. Okay. To sleep.
5: But yeah. to, not when I'm in bed. I'm yeah. when I'm brushing my teeth. Okay. Because I got one hand time. with the toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs>
8: you guys ever done a sleep study? Yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah me too. I, did I got it. the best night of sleep when I did sleep study. Did oh, I hated it. I had all these wires like, and they. And I couldn't believe how great I slept. Are I you was serious? So, I was
7: so mad. I had
8: two things up my nose. I had a, a bunch of like the the little pads that they put over your entire body to right. measure heart rate and and breathing. the ballerina outfit. I had the ballerina. <laughs> I mean, well, I brought that. Yeah, I, I just, that's a fetish. But like, I I slept terribly that whole night. And me of too. course, I'm going to sleep badly but, during let, the sleep let me ask study. You, let me ask you this: Is that
5: not better to have a bad? Night sleep during the sleep study to find out what's going on? Well,
0: I don't think so because you're being affected by outside things that normally don't bother you. I mean, you you normally don't go to bed with all those wires on your face, and that's what was keeping me awake during my sleep study. Yeah, Yeah, because I'd roll over, and, and I'm a light sleeper anyway, and so... Um, and just, it, but, I mean, listen, you eventually do get the REM sleep. You, as long as you get into REM, then they can find out if you have apnea or whatever. It may be that you're in there for a yeah. The sound of the Willy Wonka machine as you're trying,
6: as you're trying <laughs> hey, to sleep. Yes. The worst,
5: though,
0: was... <laughs> Rochelle did one um, for... Because for she was having real issues with sleeping, and they, they wanted to test her for narcolepsy. Okay. It is a... Di- it's not the regular sleep study. Hmm. Like, they... They they let you fall asleep for, like, an hour, and then they wake you up. Oh. Okay, and then they keep you up for some amount of time. Then you have to go back down again. Oh, that's torture. And then they wake you back up again, and then they put you... And this is, like, in the middle of the day, too, and you have to go... You have to go to sleep even when you're not tired. You have to make yourself go to sleep, and it was, like, it was really hard to do. They like they did this series of, of wake you up and making you go back to sleep over and over What again. did they determine? That she... Well, she didn't have narcolepsy... Um, and she does have some kind of disturbance in her circadian rhythm, I guess, or something like that. But I don't remember what the conclusive, um... You know, findings were, but she didn't have narcolepsy. She said there was a disturbance in the forest. Yes, as 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 a million, million voices <laughs> yeah. cried out at once. It was crazy. Hung out with a guy who had
7: narcolepsy, <laughs> and I know it's not funny, but it was funny uh, because he just fell asleep in the middle of everything. Like we were uh, putting a puzzle together. So like, full blown narcolepsy. Full blown, le- yeah, full yeah. blown narcolepsy. I was in high school. So you're. Um, head uh, hit. Would the head
5: hit the table or would he just
7: shrug? Shrugged no, just kind of like yeah. slumped oh. over and, and, and would snore, you know?
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay, this is off topic, but I just realized something uh, when you said falling asleep in class. Okay. Oh. I realized that my eighth grade uh, social studies teacher was Severus Snape, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> what? Mr. Barden. Okay? okay. So if you, if you, and, and the reason I, I realize is I watched Goblet of Fire, and, and there's a scene where um, uh, Harry and, and Ron are, are kind of goofing off in class, and he keeps grabbing their heads and shoving them down like that. Our teacher, Mr. Barton, would do would, that. Would do that type what? Of thing. If you put your, if you put your, uh, uh, your chin on your, uh, you know, rest oh, your no. elbow and rest your chin, or he would come by and knock it out from underneath you. Oh God! And he was, and he ruled, and, and he spoke like Snape. He he spoke very quietly. Mr.
5: Blackfingers, <laughs>
0: what are the letters D, B, A signifying? <laughs> Dude, that's how he taught class. He was—he would speak in that pentameter, <laughs> and he was so imposing. Everybody was terrified in his class, and I never realized it. Russell Barden <laughs> at Parkway Central Junior High School was Severus. Snape. Are you attempting to incite your fellow students to do? <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what it was like all right anyhow that was a sudden but i was gonna forget it if i didn't okay. say it and i wanted to say that let me go to some calls here steve had a sleep study last night uh, What? hi uh steve good morning good morning, good morning. Gad-Zooks. Gad-Zooks, Gad-Zooks. Buddy. all right so why were you getting a sleep study done
14: so i i already have sleep apnea so it was my five-year check-in to see how my uh My prescription fared and getting a new machine and all that fun stuff, but they actually do it at home now. They don't, uh, I didn't have to go to a center for it. How do they do that? Uh, what'd you say?
5: How do they do that from home? I always, with all the wires and stuff like that.
14: So they don't even do the wires on your head anymore. It's a chest strap they put on you, a belly strap they put on you. They keep a pulse and a oxygen meter on your finger and you just. Go to bed and you have tubes in your nose too that they can sense when you stop breathing and start breathing and all that fun stuff. Huh.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I I had, had yeah, moving. I had that you yeah. you have you have stuff on your fingers, on your chest, in your nose, on your head, all around you. So you're saying that the wires on your head and your face aren't really there anymore? Yeah,
14: unless you get diagnosed with really severe sleep apnea, they don't do that anymore.
0: Oh, huh, really okay. Nice. So. I've got a, I've got a Sleep Tech on the other line. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate the call, but I'm going to go to them because if that's the case, then maybe I wouldn't mind doing another one. All right. All right, Todd, are you there? Yes, I am. Excellent. Hey, so, hey, Mister. <laughs> uh, yes.
6: Hey, Mister. So, <laughs> hey, Mister.
0: So you do this? Um, yes. Was Was he correct, our last caller, and that things have changed? Uh,
14: pretty much. For your baseline, your initial sleep study, uh, you can do the home uh, study. So it really is simple anymore just to get the initial diagnosis of obstructive sleep apnea mm-hmm. now like in cases of narcolepsy things like that that's a little more involved that would require an end lab. Uh, right. but just to see whether or not you have obstructive sleep apnea the home test most of the time will do the trick oh, well,
6: awesome I, i'd you, much
0: would rather, you do that I'd then? Rather, you, i'd much rather do that uh, yeah uh, todd by the way with narcolepsy can you describe a little bit of, of what that process is when you're tested for it
14: Yeah, uh, so what happens, uh, the theory is that your brain uh, waves between REM and wake are very, very similar. And part of that is, uh, not to get too techy, but dolphins uh, uh, also uh, have... Uh, they're, they're, half their brain sleeps while the other side is awake, and they theorize that as we evolved, our brain is similar th- to that, but that breakdown gets confused. So it, your brain kind of gets tricked, in while you're awake, it's like, oh, I'm sad. So people will start falling over and having cataplexy. I don't know if you ever YouTubed, like, you know, sheep get scared and they'll fall over. Yes, yeah, right, yeah right,
0: the right, right, fainting right, sheep. sheep. Yeah, yeah. You know, so all right, so. I, I understand yeah, so. that the, you know there's uh, the uh, the descriptions of this, but but tell me how the test works, like what you do, because I wanna, I I told oh, my sure, wife yeah. they do this: wake up, go back to sleep, wake up, go back yeah. to sleep. First, again. you go to SeaWorld.
14: World. You have the overnight in lab just to make sure everything else is okay, because if you have tons of sleep apnea, you're going to be sleepy anyway. Yeah. Huh. And you have scheduled four to five naps through the day. And we just say, hey, allow yourself to fall asleep. You don't have to. You don't ruin the test. You just can't smack yourself in the face with a remote control or something. But just go ahead and allow yourself to fall asleep. If you go into REM, <laughs> during those, and it's really short, uh, if you're having really quick sleep onset and having REM, that's that can indicate narcolepsy. Of course, okay. Diagnosed with a doc, but you know all the technical stuff. But But she just uh, said
0: it was my wife had it and it was difficult because they kept waking her up and then telling her to go back to sleep.
14: Yeah. So normal people, if you're well rested um, and uh, nothing's going on, it should take you about 20 minutes to fall asleep. Okay. So they just have that kind of through the day, give you 20 minutes to fall asleep. If you don't fall asleep in that, that that one's over. If you do fall asleep in that, they let it last for about 15 minutes if REM occurs and then wakes you back up.
5: Okay. I guess the plan is to wake you up before they go go.
6: <laughs>
14: <laughs> I I haven't had that in our policy, but that may be there. <laughs> all
5: right,
0: all right, cool. all
14: right, appreciate it, Todd. Thanks, man. Yeah, you got it. All right, we'll see, see you. him.
0: Yeah, I um, I have mild sleep apnea. Uh, I wanted to see if there was a way because besides using the the um, the the CPAP machine, right. Which I hate. Everybody hates that. uh I, I stopped using it. Uh, Do you have of, a, a large could, one or a smaller could, one? Uh, it was smaller. You know, it just fits over yeah. the nose. But it, um, I could fall asleep with it. Um, but later on, as I got deep into my sleep, more towards the morning, it would wake me up and I could not go back to sleep. Hmm. Um, and so I'm like, dude, this is not... I, I can't get used to this. I'm not getting enough sleep. So essentially, what I do is I just sleep on my side. If I do for some reason end up on my back, I will wake up with that <gasps> that, yeah, that really? hitching thing. Yeah. And so I've trained myself to never sleep on my back except on rare occasions it happens. But I would be interested because you can get like a mouthpiece that they put in for you uh, that adjusts your chin, Billy Bob um, teeth. And well, <laughs> yeah, you just put use Billy Bob teeth in. Those gold teeth, back. I don't love you. <laughs> Uh, i go get some REM sleep. But uh, I would much rather, I would like to give that a shot. And I went back to, to Dr. Mike, and, and he put me in touch with the, the sleep study. The, the, the people and like, well, you're going to have to do another sleep study. I'm like, I'm not doing another no. sleep study. I already know I have a mild form of apnea. Your test already showed me that. Let's just go with that and show me what we need to do. And I had to try to jump through all these hoops to get... Insurance and blah blah blah, and it got to be so much a pain in the ass. I'm like, um, I give up. Well, your sleep now is
5: good, right? I mean, with the sleep number number?
0: I would like to be able to sleep on my back. I like sleeping on my back; it is comfortable to me, but Uh, I can't do it.
5: I spent the predominant amount of my life sleeping on my stomach or on my side. Now all I do is sleep on my
0: back, and I much prefer. I would love to sleep on my back. Well, come sleep with me. (laughs) All right. Will that work? I like sleep on you. I need
8: some milk. I read a, a great book that came out a year or two ago called uh, Why We Sleep. The author's named Matthew Walker. And the amount that we don't know about what actually happens in your brain and in your body while you're sleeping is, yeah. is fascinating. But the way that he writes this book is pretty cool because he says, listen, uh, I want you to read this book before you're going to bed. I want this book to actually help you fall asleep. Huh. So read in whatever order that you want. If you don't want to read the whole thing, that's fine. But it's a, it's a really interesting delve into dreaming and sleeping and uh, the... Actual Academics behind it.
6: Me yeah. me on like a yo-yo.
8: Um, me this a is your uh, sleep apnea. This would get me up and
0: going.
6: Listen, yeah. I think I can
0: handle hearing this as soon as I wake up in the morning. Really? The dolphin loves it. All right, hang on. I'm going to go to Todd here because <laughs> he has sleep apnea and uses the mouth guard thing. Hi, Todd. Good morning. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. All right. So how did you get that mouth thing? I want that.
11: My dentist
6: gave it to me. Ah.
0: Your dentist
11: gave it to you? It's a mouthpiece. We're losing it. Oh, my God. We're losing it.
0: I want to sleep on my back. It won't go anywhere. All right. Hold on. Um, So, was it their suggestion? Yes. Oh, man. Could you just use your harmonica? (laughs) (laughs) Did you just stick a harmonica in your mouth? (laughs) Because you breathe in and out, and the music softly lulls you to sleep? I was just at my dentist yesterday. Jeff Hartman, if you are listening, (laughs) I want one of these things. (laughs) Please, please set me up. Um, and Todd, does it work
11: for you? Yeah, works fantastic.
0: And how long you been sleeping with it?
11: Mm, about six months,
0: seven months. Okay, all right. Thanks, Todd. Other than the harmonica
7: sounds, <laughs> I keep my wife up all night That's long.
6: Some people are texting
0: in saying that the uh, uh, the sleep study or getting the dental device is definitely worth it.
5: So that is an interesting thing. I've heard of that before, and I didn't realize it was as
0: effective as it is. Yeah. Here's another text. Says, they now have CPAP implants. No mask. Yeah. yeah. Where your boobs are? No, I've seen that commercial. <laughs> What are the? You got breast implants? No, it's a new CPAP. It helps me sleep. It keeps my sleep. Keeps apnea. me on my back. Yeah. I, yeah. don't on on my my back. I don't want to sleep on my I don't want to roll over on my on my boobs.
7: No, it's a uh, this like weird implant that uh, it, it gives you like uh, electrical impulses that kind of keeps that. It's like a like a
0: dog collar. No, oh, oh. yeah. no, it's it's implanted. Yeah. Oh, but it will. Uh, I guess stimulate. This area that gets really loose. If you your, go out of the yard. In your throat. Not that if you go out of the yard, that's an invisible fence. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, we're looking at it. And and so what happens is, yeah, you get to a point where the muscles and everything, uh, your, your all that inner workings in your throat loosen up so much that it blocks your airway. Huh. It's wild.
6: Yeah,
5: listen, the issue can be very, I mean, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but in extreme cases,
0: can it not be lethal? Yes. What, sleep yeah, I yeah. mean, it's what killed Reggie White, essentially. That's, well, or, that's right. over, over time, it it can give you a serious heart condition. Yeah, you know, because you're you're uh, denying yourself oxygen that you need, and your blood at some points when when the uh, airflow is cut off. So it's crazy. It's crazy, cray, cray. It's crazy. Totally mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen, uh, we need to take a break, and we need to give away a twenty five dollar gift card for Bourbon and Branch Pub. Marissa will be there tomorrow night. Because it is the Bud Light Thursday Night Kickoff, so she'll be there from seven to nine with chances to win tickets and tchotchkes uh, and all kinds of stuff. Now, you want to check out Bourbon and Branch during their game day events, which are held every Sunday in the upstairs bar. You can join all the games on their seven TVs, complete wow. with the NFL Sunday Ticket cable package. We'll take caller eighteen, and that uh, twenty-five dollar gift card will be yours from Bourbon and Branch. But whether you win or not, join Marissa tomorrow night from seven to nine. We'll be right back.
9: One city, one radio station, one man, 40 years. Oh dear. In 1981, he jumped in his trusty microbus Minerva and came to Philadelphia philadelphia radio has never seen or heard anything like it a fantastic run of great music concert coverage and real conversations from a who's who of rock royalty and passionate philly fans always live always local and almost always in midday There was that ill-fated morning show. You remember, wake up and smell the karma. I don't know
1: quite what happened there.
9: Pierre Robert has devoted his working life to WMMR listeners and our fine village. So we're digging through the MM archives to highlight some of the moments from this long, strange trip that is far from over. Congratulations, Pierre, on 40 years in Philly. From your co-workers, your fans, and your grateful friends at 93.3 WMMR.
0: All right, shall we do the Bizarre File? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we shall.
1: No. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre File. All
0: right, brought to you this morning by WPHL-TV. Young Sheldon joins Big Bang Theory on PHL 17 weeknights at 7 and 9.30. Family night, every night, is on PHL 17. Okay, I normally don't report on things that spill on the highway from a tractor trailer falling over or whatever. But I wanted to throw this one in here. All right. Firefighters in Tennessee uh, battled apparently... Or no, I'm sorry, in Forest City, Arkansas, not Tennessee... Um, battled a cookie calamity Thursday morning when a semi-tractor truck carrying cookie dough caught on fire. Oh, man, that's perfect. How great would that smell? Super huge cookie. On Interstate 40, firefighters responded around 2 a.m. to the side of the interstate. Uh, A truck from Virginia was carrying the load when a fire broke out. Don't put
5: it out right now!
0: On its trailer, it likely started with overheated brakes, which ignited a tire. So it wasn't like there was a crash
4: and then it caught on
0: fire. This thing just caught on fire. These cookies were meant to be baked right in there. Uh, The fire in about ten more minutes. The fire resulted in a sticky, smoldering mess on the road for several hours. Bring your forks. No injuries were reported. (laughs) Here's a story out of Nashville. Uh, Police are asking for the public's help in identifying a woman who punched a McDonald's employee for taking too long to make her order. (laughs) The woman reportedly began angry uh, became angry. When her food took longer than she expected, so she walked behind the counter... Come on. ...and then punched the employee holding the metal fry scooper, leaving a gash on the victim's forehead. Uh, they haven't tracked her down. Police say the woman was seen leaving the McDonald's with a friend and children in a silver Chevy Impala. So they are looking for her. All right, this is pretty wild. Two men have been charged with breaking into a half a dozen schools. Now, the men who police believe got into many of the schools by scaling the buildings and then entering through the roof, sometimes repelling into the buildings. Wow are accused of stealing Chromebooks, a laptop, megaphones, and a 3D printer, and also items such as candy, teacher nameplates, and chairs decorated as unicorns. What, are they setting up their own school? Listen to this. Jacob Nicholas Trapp, who's 18, and Reese Elias-Jones, who was 19, were charged this week with 17 crimes each, including multiple counts of burglary and theft, arson, and criminal mischief. The string of thefts began in April when Sprucewood Elementary was burglarized and responding police found open drawers and cabinets Mm. and items thrown on the floor throughout the school. About 30 minutes after the burglar alarms went off at Sprucewood, alarms started going off at Lone Peak Elementary School. Police found the roof hatch was forced open and damaged and a hole was found in the ceiling tiles as the suspects made their entry into the building. Surveillance video showed the burglars then went into the office and attempted to disable the video surveillance system but were unsuccessful. Police say four Chromebook laptops, a 3D printer, and two megaphones were stolen from Lone Peak. And on May 16th, two people broke into Park Lane Elementary School by going through a skylight. A similar break-in was reported at Eastmont Middle School, Uh. where two large stuffed bears were stolen. And on July 26th, police responded to roof alarms being set off at both Sunrise Elementary and Altara Elementary. It's a crime spree! Surveillance video collected later showed the burglars light a small explosive device in inside Sunrise and throwing it on a hallway door. A hallway floor, I'm sorry. Now, some officers who were already at Altara Elementary were able to quickly respond to Sunrise when those alarms started going off. And when officers arrived in the area, they spotted two people dressed in black, carrying large pink unicorns. (laughs) Officers yelled police, but the two continued running into a nearby neighborhood. After a brief chase, both men were eventually rounded up by police and a school district security guard. They admitted to breaking to multiple schools, damaging property inside, and stealing items. And police reportedly had found burglary tools, such as a crowbar in their backpacks, as well as repelling gear. Uh, When police searched Trapp's home, they reportedly found a chrome laptop, 3D printer, and large stuffed bear, all believed to be stolen from various schools. So for whatever reason... This was their thing, breaking into elementary schools and stealing small stuff. But they were rappelling into it like Tom Cruise in uh, Mission Impossible. Uh, It boggles the mind. Last story. South Dakota State University Police issued an alert on Facebook on Friday, warning of a moose on the loose that made a stop at the university's football field. Why don't you forget the moose? (laughs) Yes. For a moment. The schools, police, and other local law enforcement work together to try to guide the moose out of the town. Uh, But then it took a turn and ran to the stadium. Was it making its beautiful sound, its beautiful song? To take a run on the field. The moose was eventually escorted out of town to the west, and they got him out of there. But he wanted to to run the football field a little bit. We've got video footage. I mean, he's sprinting across the football (laughs) field. Very good. I love all these moose stories. Yeah, man. That's great. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, uh, Kathy, we need a secret text word winner what's it gonna be 10 caller number 10 call now and sound like this (laughs) and you might win the secret text word prize 215-263-WMMR we'll take a break we'll come back in a second lesson question trash music news those things coming
4: up next Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app.
8: Preston and Steve show
4: now back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast ah Wednesday oh. Wednesday's
0: Wednesday and you have to look for the good things that happened on Wednesday and one of the good things is the secret text for it we always have that we always have a chance to win something so we were looking for a number caller and Kathy called out number 10 and that just so happens to be Sean so let's go for it hey Sean good morning sir Good morning, uh, Sean. If you have a secret text where we got a prize for you. What is it? Clyde. Clyde. yeah. <laughs> that is correct, Sean. Hang on the line. We are going to give you our prize, which is Clint Eastwood, a cinematic legacy on digital. This song, by the way, is called Clint Eastwood. In case you didn't know that, gorillas. Uh, tough Guy, Western Star, Oscar winner. Warner Brothers celebrates the icon's remarkable career in a nine-episode docu-series now on digital. And we also got a random texter. It was Michael Megliano, yeah. who, Who's from Deepwater, New Jersey. Well, I like that. Where's Deepwater, New Jersey? Anybody heard of that before? Nope. Deepwater. Wa- Deep Deepwater. <laughs> uh, New Jersey. And so we are going to set uh, Michael
3: <laughs> <laughs> That as well. <laughs>
0: When Thanks we did to, the uh, sulfur hexafluoride, Casey was singing um Deep River.
6: <laughs> Just oh. off the
8: Delaware Memorial Bridge near Pennsville.
6: Oh, that. That. Yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> God,
8: that laugh.
0: <laughs> it's great. That was the best. That was that was without an effect on it. Yeah, it was yeah. it was from inhaling that gas and it makes your voice sound deeper. That was so damn funny. All right. Um Lesson question. That's what yeah, we're doing now. Son of a it. bitch. <laughs> I didn't look at the questions. I never do that. Well, no, you want to be surprised. Don't I? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. Yeah. I think we got to go with this. Um, lesson question today is which of Steve's oddly named friends ended up being a bully? <laughs> Do you remember this? Yeah, two one five two six three. Because we had heard Squirt was yeah. a bully. Yeah, and then Steve found out that there was a bully that he had. It had an odd name. This, yeah, this bully. It's a two-word name. Two one five two six three WMMR. If you get it right, we will give you a four-pack of tickets for Harry Potter the Exhibition, which is coming to the Franklin Institute. So. Call if you know the oddly named friend that ended up being a bully, Uh, Steve New. 215-263-WMMR. The trash business
1: is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash.
0: Brought to you this morning by KGL Skin, and they are testing a new body lotion to help with rough, dry skin. Apply at KGLSkinStudyCenter.com if you have a patch of mild to moderate dry skin. Pays up $300 uh, $300 for the participation, Yep,
5: Nice. What's going on, Steve? Well, 44-year-old Kanye West is reportedly dating 22-year-old model Benetria. West says he loves that Benetria is an old soul with a brand-new vagina. And Ryan Reynolds taking the occasion of the impending anniversary, his wedding anniversary, to uh, reveal the secret to his successful marriage to Blake Lively. Reynolds says the secret is that both parties in the marriage need to be Ryan Reynolds and Blake Blake Lively. Oh,
1: my God. up. (laughs) Up
5: there. And finally, Will Smith doing a lot of talking because his book out. He's revealing that in the early days of his relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith, they had sex multiple times every day for four straight months. Smith says that energy eventually morphed into folding
0: laundry. (laughs) (laughs) That's your Hollywood trip. Dude, you know what? The more I hear from those two, the more they just exaggerate. I think so. You know what I mean? I think so. Two months, multiple times, four months, multiple times a day, every day. Every day. I just don't believe that. I think there was a day off in there somewhere, too. While you have laundry to fold. We'll see if we can get an answer to the question, which of Steve's oddly named friends ended up being a bully? 215-263-WMMR. It is Bill... That we go to for the answer. Hey, Bill. Hey, Grandma. Hey, hey right. Grandma. Bill, what uh, what was Steve's oddly named bully? I believe it was Pud Sniffer. Pud Sniffer. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah Bill, hang on. I'm going to give you a four-pack of tickets for Harry Potter, the exhibition, something magical is coming to Philadelphia. Uh, Harry Potter, the exhibition makes its world premiere debut on February 18th, 2022 at the Franklin Institute, and tickets are now on sale at fi.edu.
1: Preston and Steve's Music New on 93.3 WMMR.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, it's brought to you by Iron Hill Brewery and their top selling IPAs and seasonal beers. They are now available everywhere craft beer sold locally. You can visit IronHillBrewery.com and click Beer Finder to find a retailer near you. Uh, Avenged Sevenfolds M. Shadows credits Good Charlotte with helping the band at a time when they needed it most. How about that? I explained that the band's 2005 album City of Evil had just been released to dismal reception. Good Charlotte's Joel and Benji Madden opted to take advantage, or I'm sorry, to take Avenge Sevenfold onto MTV's TRL with them anyway to play the band's song Bad Country, which turned everything around for them. Shadow said, um, they said we've got to bring you uh, we've got to bring on an artist that we want. And they brought on Avenge Sevenfold. They played our video and it never left TRL after that, and it went all the way to number one. And then we ended up winning Video Music of the Year Best New Artist. Um, And uh, it really was because Benji and Joel saw something. Good Charlotte saw something that no one else saw. And they took us on there, and it had a mainstream audience. Uh, The video was killer. The song worked. And then all of a sudden, everything just started going, and it was like, here we go.
5: That's pretty wild. I wouldn't have suspected that they were the ones who orchestrated
0: that. Me either. Uh, Shadows had revealed that while Avenged Sevenfold's next album is almost done, uh, they don't know when it will be released due to COVID and touring protocol. With the ongoing pandemic, he said, we're just not willing to compromise on it. And at the end of the day, everyone needs to decide. uh, I'm ready to go support a record. Interesting. uh, We're going to release it when we want to release it. And that's the bottom line. So they'll just wait until they feel it's really safe enough. Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith have just received new gold and platinum certifications from the Recording Industry Association of America. Uh, Fifty years since its original release, 1971's Led Zeppelin 4, which Pierre played, um, was it yesterday or the day before? Um, it was yeah. yesterday, yeah. yeah. Uh, and has been bumped up to 24 times platinum. The album oh, is Jesus. the band's only double diamond collection, uh, with diamonds signifying the sales of 10 million units. Diamonds, diamonds. The new
1: tally. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds,
0: The new tally. God rest, big <laughs> in her soul. Yeah, we love her. Uh, the new tally of Aerosmith's releases, it, releases is career spanning with 1975's Toys in the Attic now certified at nine times platinum. The latter day singles all receiving new certification. So I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, which is five times platinum. Sweet Emotion, three times platinum. Walk This Way is platinum. Jeez. Uh, jaded is gold, and Pink is gold. I think it's gold. As it stands now, Aerosmith's grand gold and platinum certification total to over 40 across their entire career, including video long form in addition to albums and singles. It's interesting that um, Sweet Emotion is only, or I'm sorry, Walk This Way is only platinum. I know, that was as kind of the... to three times platinum for Sweet Emotion and don't want to miss a thing five times platinum. But, Walk uh, This Way was what sort of re-energized their career. Yeah. Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons took time out to look back on Kisses Failed, 1981 concept album, Music from the Elder. Uh, The album, which I'm not even familiar with. I didn't even know this until I read this story this morning. I, I was familiar with the album. Well, the album, which was the band's ninth studio set, was released 40 years ago today and was produced by legendary Bob Ezrin, who was behind the boards for Alice Cooper's 70s smashes. His, his own 1976 Watershed release, Destroyer, and Pink Floyd's then-recent chart, Topper, The Wall. Uh, Paul Stanley recalled the band, Debacle, which stalled at a miserable number 75 in the Billboard 200 albums chart. He said, we were lost. We were delusional. We had become complacent and kind of ungrateful for the success that we had and what it was based on. So we were lazy, and I think we had all become very comfortable and a rich so to speak, lifestyle, and became more concerned with how our contemporaries viewed us rather than our fans. And I think the fans were forsaken. We couldn't make a rock album. We had no teeth. We were gumming at that point, he said. It's disgusting, (laughs) right? (laughs) And then Gene Simmons. I can't eat this chicken. I need my teeth back. uh, Gene, who had written the backstory for The Elder, added... Uh, that was a dishonest record, he said. The elder was misdirected. We were very popular and played In the sti- Hall of the Great Chicken King and played sti- <laughs> and stuff. He said it started with a story treatment that I wanted to turn into a movie, a Tolkien-esque of thing, kind of thing with inspiration from The Watcher from uh, Marvel and so on. Mm. Uh, we brought Bob Ezrin back, who had produced possibly our best record, Destroyer, up until then. And it was Bob Ezrin who said, let's do a concept record, Gene. Sounds great. He said, I like your story. Let's craft songs based on your story. Let's include chickens. Uh, Sibbids went on to explain the real story behind The Elder was this kind of self-deluded notion. Hey, the Who have Tommy. Yeah. Let's have our own Tommy. And then he goes, why do you need that? You know, Led Zeppelin didn't have Tommy and they did fine. Uh, This is interesting to hear this because, um,
5: yeah, I mean, you know, they... I can see where they were trying to get validation from their the other uh you know rock bands and that was but, but they are what they are and they that,
0: deliver to their audience what they want. You're right. And I think that's at the core yeah. that's what they wanted to do. They wanted some artist cred. Uh, From the other bands and, you know... It's very candid of them to to admit that. That's not what Kiss was about. But had they made it about chickens, then it it had never been done before or since. In the great hall of the chicken god,
3: it beckons us all forward to pay our weight in nuggets.
0: You know, there's a, on the front cover is just an egg. You know, they're, they're keeping it very simple, very primal. I have
3: a question for you <laughs> cock a doodle doo or cock a doodle do
0: So, and, and because they didn't make it about chickens, it never it Failed, failed miserably. You have to do what you're passionate about. Yeah. A new documentary, Borrowed Time John Lennon, is in the works for 2022. The doc is directed by author and filmmaker Alan G. Parker, with the film's provisional poster. Featuring a shot of the former Beatle outside his Dakota apartment building in Manhattan on October thirteenth, nineteen eighty. The copy states, "The legend you thought you knew, think again." Uh, no release date has been announced as of yet. So, always interested in a bio about that guy. Can
5: I give a quick shout out or shout out, Preston?
0: I got a couple more music oh, all news right. stories to wrap it up, but afterwards, just remind me. To you, mind, but huh? if you don't mind, but yes, uh, Alanis Morissette. Is to be the inspiration for a new ABC sitcom. Huh. Relatable, which will parody the family life of a 90s rock legend, comes from the Goldberg supervising producer Elizabeth Beckwith. Interesting. With more set executive producing and penning original music. Uh, the project is in development at ABC. This is the theme. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little too happy. Yeah. The project is in development at ABC with 20th Television as the studio. Uh, Cut it out. Relatable is a single-camera comedy that follows a 40-something woman married with three kids who spent her young adult life as an international rock star, famous for her self-penned anthems of female rage and teen angst. You know, this sounds like the
5: uh, How I Met Your Mother series had a character uh, who was Robin Sparkles. In Canada. And that was an Alanis Morissette sort of parody.
0: Sounds like that. So now, this voice of her generation, although deeply bonded with her family, can't quite get the next generation living in her house to listen to her. Interesting. Morissette's life will serve to loosely inform the writing and stories through characters, uh, though the characters are fictional and non-biographical. The project comes as Alanis has Mm -hmm. been, during a renaissance, a judge on Fox's competition series Alter Ego... She recently released her ninth studio album, kicked, uh, kicked off a world tour to celebrate 25 years of Jagged Little Pill. And Jagged Little Pill, the musical, made its debut on Broadway in 2019. And a documentary from Bill Simmons, The Ringer, is also set uh, to air later this month on HBO, although she didn't really approve of that at all.
5: No, do not like it. She, Alanis plays uh, a Northern Lights version of herself. She's playing Alanis Morissette on the animated series The Great, White North, I think it is? Okay. Okay. Yeah, from the people
0: who do Bob's Burger. And she played God in Dogma. That's right. Yeah, so she has uh, done some acting before. And then one last thing uh, on a music news note. Steve, you had a clip from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. And I thought this would be a good place to put it because it has to do with uh, the song Peaches. (laughs) And so it's music-related. Peaches from presidents of the United States of America. Right. I haven't heard this clip yet. So
5: basically what happens is Larry goes with his buddy. Uh, They're they're sort of... um, uh, Coerced into going to this club and they're seeing this cover band perform the song peaches okay and he has a like a really angry reaction to it okay here we go really one of the worst experiences of my
6: life I'm not exaggerating. did you
3: write that Peaches song no technically I didn't write the Peaches ah,
1: song no. okay what would Prompt a person to sing such
0: an idiotic song because the way it's aged twenty years
5: later. Do you see how relevant it is now? No, I don't. Okay, see, I can take the honesty. You yeah, can take it. <laughs> so he hates that song, right? And so the the uh, the songwriter—I forget the gentleman's
0: name—from uh, President's Chris. Oh, I can't remember his yeah, last name, but
5: he is actually thrilled because he says it's an honor, sure, to be castigated by. Uh, yeah.
0: Larry. Most definitely. Nick's going to look this up because.
8: Come on. Oh, that's the
0: list of the presidents of the United States of America. I think you have to write out presidents of the United States of America because that's the full name of the band. Right. And then the hottest first ladies. (laughs) Hold on a second here. All right, here we go. We got it. Find the band members, please.
8: Dune Buggy is <laughs> a song. Dune Buggy? That's the album. Come yeah. on. Rock band. Uh, Come okay, on. A click on the band. I'll get it for you. Chris Baloo. There Ballou. we go.
0: All right. Now, now we're modest. all better people for that now. Yes.
5: So anyway, he loved it, and um,
0: <laughs> there we go. Nice. Love that. All right. And thus endeth music news. Yes, Steve. Now, your shard out. My shard out, my
5: friend Leslie, who is uh, down working at the Franklin Square. They're hanging Christmas lights with the crews from uh, Pico. And apparently they were blaring the show, and she was hearing me uh, over the radio. They were all listening to it. And so we want to give a shout out, a shout out to the Pico workers who are hanging lights. Let me get the actual thing. There we go. Ah. All right. Thanks for you guys. Thanks
0: so much for listening. We appreciate that. That's kind of a zap, actually. Isn't is not it? its that a zap? Yeah, because they're I listening. Don't know. Well, oh, okay. well, they're listening live, and that's what you surprise them then, by. Uh, can you zap that sucker? Yeah, an I'll zap so yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll zap you here, Pierre style. Oh, wow. Well, uh, uh, that again. was my fault. Right. It was turned down. Here, here we go. Get, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, good citizen. All right, um, we need to give our last uh, twenty-five dollar gift card. Yeah. Uh, for Bourbon and Branch, where Marissa is going to be tomorrow night, Thursday night huddle. Uh, they're in Northern Liberties uh, on 2nd Street, North uh, 2 Street, if you want. Uh, 705 North 2nd Street. And uh, she'll be there from 7 to 9 with your chance to win all kinds of good stuff. Let's give you a $25 gift card. Gift card. Let's take call number 20 at 215-263-WNMR. And Bourbon and & Branch offers superb food and drink at a friendly place. And they provide an experience that you won't forget. So come and get it. Coming back to wrap up the show. Stay with us.
4: Dream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com.
0: The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant
4: now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Good morning.
0: Let's here. We're getting ready to wrap up our day, and it has been a uh, it's been a busy today, uh, busy day today, I should say. We've had some guests. We had some stuff here in the studio that we gave away. Uh, With our friends at uh, Bourbon & Branch. Marissa's going to be there tomorrow night, 7 or 9. Make sure you join her. It's for the Thursday night huddle with Bud Light. Or the Thursday night kickoff, I'm sorry. That's right. We used to call it the huddle. It used to be called the huddle, now it's the kickoff. Yep. So uh, join her tomorrow night uh, for your chance to win some goodies. I would like to thank Sebastian Maniscalco. Sebastian was fantastic today. He's great. Playing the Wells Fargo Center, and that is on the 24th of November. So right before Thanksgiving, man. Uh, tickets at com. Do
5: you remember the year we um, went up and it was, again, it was Thanksgiving, uh, maybe it was the day before, and we did the Dane Cook show. We yes, introduced you. him at yep. the Spectrum. Yes. In the round, Yeah, In the round. It was wild.
0: Yeah, we, had, uh, we went right out to the very center there yeah. and we, we welcomed everybody for coming out and we, we said he was coming up next. That was... That was huge. Man. Yeah. That was it yeah.
8: was a packed house. Yeah, that was really cool. Do you guys remember we used to do the Gobbleroo every uh <laughs> every Wednesday before Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe that was a no. Bill I mean, I
0: remember the name. Yeah,
8: but was it a, a concert? It was a very, a very variety of things, is what I'm trying to say. There was different concerts, but like uh, I think Stephen Lynch did it one year. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah there I was, do remember. It was always the Wednesday before oh. Thanksgiving, and it was an MMR event. But it, the reason I brought it up is I think it was a bill name. I the hated it. Name. <laughs> I, I hated it. Gobleroo. Gobleroo. Yeah. Uh, but I do remember. I
0: remember us doing Stephen Lynch a couple of times. Yeah. Yes, it was um, great at the uh, at the tower, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and packed house, really cool, great reception. People
7: you know. love to go
5: out around the uh, the holidays, especially Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, gobbleroo, that
7: gobbleroo, you do. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, you said packed house. It reminded me of Pat House. I believe Pat House has a show at Helium tonight. Uh, while I look up that information, did you guys hear that Kevin Hart played Helium? On Saturday night, he did a surprise show at I Helium. Did, did, So we talk about, you know, Sebastian playing Wells Fargo Center. I mean, you talk about a comedian who filled the link uh, was at <laughs> Helium. I know. Yeah, on Saturday
5: yeah. night. It's amazing. Got invited
7: to that show. Yeah. yeah. and you I were, like, couldn't go because it was sick, sick. man. It
5: oh, man. Sick.
8: And you're right, Casey. Uh, Pet yep. House tonight, 10, um, November 10th, 8 p.m.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, and thank you to Paula Poundstone. She was on as well. So, hey. it was theater Thursday, November 18th. So, you can go to ST94 to get those tickets. Uh, Pierre Robert, good morning, sir. Hey, how are you? Awesome, <laughs> and you? Great. Wonderful. Enjoyed nice. listening to that Zeppelin on vinyl yesterday. It was really cool. It was two days ago.
1: It was? See, there you go. I thought, oh, I was I thought it was yesterday or the day before. My bad. Right, so. No, no worries. But it was great. Yeah. And it speaks to, um... Many things that I love about the album concept. I know none of you listen to albums anymore, um, but um, there's something wonderful about getting even a CD uh, of whatever band you like and following it from beginning to end and looking at the artwork and the track listing and all of that.
0: Yeah, and, no, I agree. Uh,
1: yeah, I do it um, all the time. I mean, some some of the yeah. Well, you, I do. Uh, the reason I said that is because you guys had said well, we don't. I've heard both of you say it various times. You don't listen to albums anymore. You just right. download songs, which is what most people do. Yeah. So you're you're in the norm there. But um, uh, going against the, the wind and upstream uh, against the tidal wave. Like a crazed salmon. Like a crazed <laughs> salmon, which is the way I normally <laughs> swim. I'm encouraging everyone to get albums of vinyl or CD and listen to them in that way.
8: That's mm. a good band name. Crazy salmon. Crazed salmon. salmon. Yeah.
0: Uh, I recently did a, an album from from uh, front to back what was uh, it? but it wasn't it it was it was digital because uh, it was I was going to be in the car and I wanted okay. to listen to the whole thing but it was um it was Journey Escape. Oh, cool. Um, and I, I, I was like, okay, because I know all the hits on there, and I'm like, what about those songs that, right. that that come in between? And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this song and that song, and then I've never heard that song, you know, so it was really, really cool. You yeah. took a good musical journey with Journey. That's exactly what I
5: did. Well,
1: Unbelievable. Cars don't even have CD players anymore, new cars. Yeah. Mine something. does. Mine does. It does? Yeah. I'm sure I got one, yeah. You know what? I don't know if mine Mine's a
5: 2017.
1: Mine only has the uh, car key. Um, you can only play your car drive. keys <laughs> I, I call flash uh, flash those those uh little yeah, yeah you're car right drive things little zip yeah. drive I call yeah. it a car key okay. um so yeah, so you can bring play music on that bring well, you, yeah, but yeah. I mean it doesn't look like an album, does it? No, it doesn't get eleven, does it No, no, no it, it doesn't, doesn't. no um, that's why they did away with the car record player. They, yeah. now that is a futuristic concept. There you go. And I predict that's coming. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be on every kid's wish list <laughs> when they turn 16, a car with a record player in it. That's the that. Well, it's practical. <laughs> Uh, All sorry, right. Yeah. which is, again, why I swim the stream I'm swimming in. Chris, yeah. you know the
0: suspension in cars these days. It can handle playing exactly. a record.
1: There yeah. was that thing where they cut diamonds in a Lincoln one Absolutely. time. Absolutely. God,
0: do you remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> and I'm sure that was true.
1: Um, SNL did a bit where a guy performed a briss in the back of a car. Exactly. show, yes. GM used to um, have an ad in the late 50s where they, a uh, TV ad, look how clear our windows are. Uh, and it was later discovered they filmed it with the windows all down. (laughs) 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 Whoops! So so you could trust whatever they say. It's going to be be true. true.
0: (laughs) Well, I trust you're going to give us the proper letter for the word of the week. How about that? Rust Trust. Russ, Trust.
1: Preston yeah. and Steve <laughs> on Muggy WMMR. Now the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the Letter. R as in Rich in House.
0: All right, we're most of the way there. We have two more letters to go and a South Philly concert passes, which you can get and you can spend September in South Philly with a pair of tickets to see. Red Hot Chili Peppers with the Strokes and Thundercat. That's September third, a Saturday. And that's at Citizens Bank Park. But we'll also give you a pair of tickets for the killers, imploding the Mirage wow. Tour. With special guest Johnny Moore, September 27th at the Wells Fargo Center. And complete details for both shows are available at
1: WMMR.com. Uh, what's up today, madam We've got workforce blocks of Chris Cornell, Hailstorm Blink 182, and a great vinyl cut. Speaking of cars and uh, automobiles. I mean, uh, uh, turntables and automobiles. Cars and automobiles. Cars and automobiles. It's another band- going to be another. What's that in your
5: back seat? Oh, that's an entirely, no, it's another car. <laughs> well, Most people no, just
1: bring spare tires. It's I know. exactly another thing that I've thought of, which will make the future easier. and it's an more escape car. Streamlined. Yeah. Okay. I love it. All right. All right. You know what
5: okay. wants to put on a spare tire in the rain if you no. can just take out your spare
1: car? Just leave the old car, hop in the hybrid, and off you go. There we
0: go. By the way, before we go, I can't believe this is happening. Pierre, by the way, if I were to ask you the question, what color a tennis ball
1: is, what would your answer be? Um, that kind of neon yellowish. Okay, yellow. So
0: you're with me and Steve. But this poll that we're doing, uh, so far, the the green is leading yellow.
5: Yeah. I'll we know for a fact by. what it is called. Optic
0: yellow. 53% say green versus 47% Mm -hmm. who say yellow. That's weird. Two
8: interesting polls uh, or, or, you know... um dialogues going on on social media because yesterday i think marissa posted the uh folding of the t-shirts who and won it, uh, uh, i don't i don't know if there was a winner but it was like do you do it like kathy do you like casey me or, or you press and, and i guess casey i mean uh steven and um kathy do it the same way so people are having a, a, a conversation about that too so that's on our instagram account and then this uh twitter poll is on uh well on our twitter account yes <laughs> it is
3: but
1: wait there's another way oh yeah for t-shirts um uh and, again, going against the stream, you can hang them on a hanger. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so well, crazy. Casey I I enjoyed enjoyed that. That I yeah, yeah. 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 Because there's no way of folding it where you unfold it and there's still not a wrinkle there.
2: I thought you were going to say, like, roll it in a ball and throw it on the floor.
1: Well, I do that, too. But <laughs> um, I have a whole closet full of T-shirts that I have. Dress T-shirts and casual T-shirts. And I'm yeah. um, just... Beat-up T-shirts. I'm the
0: same way. I have okay.
1: my, my, my fancy T-shirts. There you go. <laughs> my
0: That's formal T-shirts. My, t-shirt. my dress-up T-shirts, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm wearing a formal T-shirt. All right. Uh, I'm going to thank our sponsors. President's Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President's Steve Show. Also, Acme. You can download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, oh. rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. And also, Trinity Rehab. Have nagging pain you can't get rid of? Trinity Rehab can help. Go to trinity rehab.com for information. Uh, tomorrow on the program, actor Carrie Elways ah, will be joining us. Uh, finally. Our sweet Wesley will be on the show. Uh, we'll see what else we can get into. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Preston, and On
12: 93.3
1: WMMR.
6: Everybody, it's good to have you on the b